When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Kogan Money Credit Card, a great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Oh boy, it's Friday. Yes, you've done it. The end of the working week, just about anyway. Hopefully we can set you off into the weekend in style. This is Summer Breakfast and great to have your company again this morning. The McCafe Menu, our official Coffee partner has the Hobart Hurricanes quick, Nathan Ellis. BP Brett Phillips is going to join us, SEN tennis guru, commentator, uh, a man who knows the sport inside and out. I'll tell you what, no favours for the Aussies in the draw yesterday. We'll talk about all that and more with BP. Sarah Rowe's going to join us. She played Gaelic back in her native island. Uh, she played football in her native island. She came over here to play for Collingwood, AFLW. Now she's gone back to football with Melbourne victory uh, very much. Um, a cross-code hopper, cross-sport hopper is Sarah Rowe. Uh, and a man who knows a thing or two about jumping between sports just happens to be sitting alongside me. Simon O'Donnell is here. Scoob. Sam, morning. Um, a lot of people back at work. Jeez, the traffic was different on the road this morning. Oh. Yeah, I reckon a lot have gone back in the last Build 48 up. hours. Is that right? You noticed it on your yeah, trekking? On the, the Hoom yep. this morning, a lot more traffic on the Hoom. Did you get your coffee in on the way like you oh. do? I love Maccas and they're great supporters of ours. Oh, hang on. Yes, they are. Stop right now if you're going to have a crack at Maccas. Oh, mate, the coffee I got there this morning, I'll be having a bit of a yander. My man. What was wrong with it? I don't think he put enough love into it, Sam. Oh, just a bit weak? Yeah, I like an extra shot in my coffee and I got onto the hoom and that's when I settled in back and... yeah. Had my first sip of coffee just to get me going for the day. It is a great part of the day. Still sitting in the ute, Sam. Undrunk. Hot milk? I think that's a that's a, a really rare occurrence. That's a Haley's Comet style no, event, what you just Very much a rare occurrence. And you know, when but you're getting, getting a coffee at that moment of the day. You know Nadia never does that. She'll be in here from oh, seven. Nadia's Our McCafe here great never great. ever happens with Nadia. I had a I had a, a, a Interesting coffee experience myself this morning. I want to ask you if you've ever experienced something like this. Now, uh, I know you're not a dairy farmer, but I'm going to lean on you here for a bit of dairy advice. So I get a two-litre bottle of milk yesterday. It's been sitting in the fridge yesterday. It's not out of date until 17th or something, 18th. Anyway, I open it up this morning to go and pour it, and I've made the coffee, got it all set. We're going to heat up the milk on the coffee machine. And I've gone to, I've opened it up, seal's there, opened it, gone to pour it in, nothing. It's full, but nothing's coming out. And I'm like, God, oh, I've heard of a bit of skin on the top, but what is happening here? Literally upside down. So I, I get in there and I have a look. And it's like wood putty at the top, but I reckon a good three centimetres of it, of sludge. So I've, I've spooned it out, got it in the sink, and there's, there's normal milk underneath. But I'm thinking, should I be drinking this? Like, as I say, I've heard of a skin, but this was a full blockage. And I drank it. And just as I sit here with you now, the first ad break, <laughs> I might have to leave you for a bit. Well, I don't know if I should have done it, to be honest. What, should I be worried? 
Was he I done? Don't, wait, wait, it's not going to hurt you. You, you may upset my... trigger your system into doing some things that you don't... After a soup bay. Never, ever experienced that before. It's like it hasn't been... It's a normal milk too, not one of those fancy it, organic it's like, like it hasn't been pasteurised properly yeah, to just be milk. And, and it's still got a, a massive layer of cream. Like it's just come straight out of the vat. Something's happened. Gone to the cow, to the vat, to your bottle. Yeah. To give it a shake. Well, it couldn't be shaken. It was was completely blocked. It was really thick on the top. It wasn't just and a, then a normal a, a milk film. underneath. Yeah, normal milk just sitting in there underneath. It's not going to have been sort of. I don't know. I've never seen it before. If someone can educate me on that uh, or anything else. Triple O ring. You might drop shortly. <laughs> One three hundred seven three six seven three six. Heavy ramble fodder to get to. Uh, Temper forty wings text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. But you know what annoys me more than anything is when someone else uses your recycling bin. So it's our bin morning this morning. Yellow bin out, red bin out, right? So yeah. I put the yellow bin out nice and early. But I have to – I forget something. So I go back out after dark just to top it up. And I'm, Hang on. There's all this foreign matter in my recycling bin. Someone's just taken the opportunity to throw that bloody slab carton in there, some milk cartons, the plastic. Hang on. Don't use my recycling bin. Use your own recycling bin. What's with that? You wouldn't have this problem out where you are, giving your neighbours two kilometres away. Mm. Tell you what, you know, birds. That, but that, isn't that good that your neighbours are doing the right thing by the environment? And they can do that in their own residence. Yeah, but if yours isn't full, it was. It was and you've already put it out, so people aren't expecting you to put more in. I was standing on mine to get it in, well, jumping not. up and down. <laughs> well, that wouldn't have made any impact. Like an adult trampoline. Uh, did you see more? Uh, Hot air balloon touchdowns yesterday. Really good. We are loving the hot air balloon. It's fast becoming the most dangerous sport pursuit hobby you want to know. One nearly landed on the Eastern. (laughs) One nearly landed on the Eastern out in Bulleen there. Just uh, drivers filming it as it just sailed perilously close to the signage. I tell you what. Remember we spoke about the one uh, pre-Christmas that crash landed in at St Kilda Beach there. I tell you what. Yeah, no, no, they're having a bad run. And they're Brooksy, having a real bad run, the Blooners. Brooksy's telling me it's fair game to use other bins once they're out on the nature strip. I don't oh, think. I'm, no I'm way. The same you can't thing. just go patrolling the burbs and just find a, a house and just dump That's your rubbish in. One of your neighbours. That's one of your neighbours. Well, I don't saying, know well, I want to keep up you know, the, the appearance of the area. I don't want to you know, have my lid half open, you know, and then the, the garbage bloke won't touch it. So it stays there half open. Not going to dwell on this because it's a nasty visual, but Rob says you'll be damaging the Dalton in five, four, three, two. Milk shouldn't be like that, he says. Um, bit of a worry. Okay, I might be in the rest. Might be in the rest. Oh, of I think it. you're in strife. Yeah, I, I can't believe you went on with it. Yeah, well, it was all I had. And Why didn't you get a Macca's on the way in? Uh, because on the way in from my place, there's no 24-hour Macca's, so they're all closed. Hey, um, where did you propose? And and what? and well. Uh, did you see the Navy chief, the former Navy chief, the former right. vice admiral, Michael Noonan, his name is, is in a bit of hot water, pardon the pun. Uh, he's proposed on a submarine and he's come in for some criticism for using, you know. What do you mean he's proposed on the submarine? He proposed to his girlfriend on the HMAS Waller and uh, critics have come. In fact, what, what's co- wrong with that? the coalition's defence spokesman, <laughs> Philip Thompson, said it was an abuse of power and that uh, it was unbecoming of any leader. And he said Michael Noonan uh, should not be using Navy um, or, you know, yes, Navy um, equipment, if you like, 
vessels as his own personal love sub. I like that personal love sub. Yeah. Do you have, do you propose on a submarine? So, so they it was docked and no one was. No, on it was it seized? They said no taxpayers have have been harmed. Uh, and <laughs> the his partner is part of the no, crew. She's a civvy. She's a civilian. She's gone on a trip. Yes, she was. She was brought to the sub, I, I believe, as per the reports that I've read. And um, they spent a night at sea, and he proposed on the sub, the love sub. <laughs> You, you propose on a love sub? I propose in the corner of Dan Nong and Chapel Street. Did you? In the really? car. In the car on the way home from the pub. I like it. Beck would have loved that, wouldn't she? Would have been a very quick yes. Still shakes her head at it. <laughs> if the bin, if the bin, hey, that's all right. I'm sure there was a touch of romance. I was waiting for the lights to turn. <laughs> you were driving as well. Oh, my goodness me. <laughs> if the bin's out, it's fair game. That's from Marty G and the I boys. I agree. I agree. Bin out, fair game. Oh, Steve's in Melton. I Once wonder you what... put it out, you don't expect to put more in. Mm, okay, we'll get to Steve in a moment. Oh, is he on the line? Uh, Stevie, we got you. Hi, guys. What are you a miserable prick, mate? What's that, man? You're a miserable prick. You can let someone put some rubbish in your bin and you've gone all hypersensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, very strong feedback from you, Steve. I wouldn't say I'm a miserable prick at the at most times. Uh, I was just uh, simply making comment, uh, wondering if that was fair game to load up someone else's bin. Steve, you know what you can be thankful for, Steve? What's that, mate? You don't live next door to him. <laughs> well, there you go, mate. That's exactly right. So do you do that, Steve? Do you wander the your street and chuck your rubbish in other people's bins? Uh, well, we've sort of got a... Bit of a um, agreement, mate. That, you know, all the bins are out, and you know, it's Christmas time, and everyone has a bit of extra rubbish. No, of course we you know? do. Of course we do, and we do too. Well, uh, and we and we no, do too. No. This was a bit of an unsanctioned uh, dump, but um, but we do t- <laughs> we do too, Steve. I'm only having a little bit of fun, mate. It's Talking okay. of unsanctioned dumps, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't choose my words too wisely there, did I? Only having a bit of fun, Stevie. Don't get too upset, mate. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Well, I hope not. Actually, I, I certainly hope not. I've never seen milk. I've never seen milk like that before. And uh, I might go back and have a. I don't mind if my bin isn't full. Says Dean. I let my neighbours put rubbish in my bins when uh, uh, when they're uh, still away. Yeah, we did a lot of that too over the break. When people are away, they leave their bins out for other people to use. I'm only having a bit of fun. I want to upset people. My, my minimal times in suburbia, they give you those little bins. You got like, yeah. But they're done by Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, those tidy bins are. Oh, you got to go to the council, but they they very quickly uh, upgrade you with a big one if you put the request in. Yep, free charge. I was always wandering in the streets, <laughs> putting <rubbish> in <laughs> with a with a big sack over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think Annie's in South Australia. Is she on the line with us? Annie, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Drinking, 
I would put it, if I was finished with it, I would put it in someone's recycle bin as to not throw it um, in the gutter. And secondly, I don't have a problem with neighbours coming and asking me if they could put um, their re recycle stuff in my bin if it wasn't full and vice versa. I, I would actually ask if I could put it in though. Thanks, Annie. No, I appreciate your call, and, and I'm normally fine with that too. It was uh, I was my yellow bin was stressed to the max, and uh, and I just come out with a couple of items, and I was shocked to find out that uh, that half a bin full on top of mine. So uh, it was it was a big dumping, and it was unsanctioned. Um, how about this? Just as we were about to go on air, I saw one of the most bizarre stories I've ever seen out of the New York Post. Have a listen to this. You cannot make this up. There's two pitches in the minor leagues over there in the States with the exact same name, Brady Fagel, and they look exactly the same. And they actually both took a DNA test to find out if they're related after years of being confused to one another. One's 32, Brady Fagel. He's a, a plays for the Long Island Ducks. And the other Brady Fagel's 27 who plays for the Las Vegas Aviators. Both are six foot, four inches. Both have red hair and both wear glasses. And in fact, they were reporting that seven years ago, they were first mistaken for one another when they had the exact same elbow surgery performed by the exact same doctor. And when the reception rang up to follow up on the surgery, they said, oh, I haven't had my surgery yet. No. I'm going in next week. And, and like, no, this is Brady Faye. Yep. And, that, and the DNA is as suspected. Not separated at birth. No biological connection. But they consider themselves... Long lost brothers. Wow. That is the most bizarre. They, they look bizarre. identical. That is absolutely bizarre. I, do you believe in the doppelganger? Have you ever been mistaken for you could wouldn't be being a man of uh, profile as you are? But the doppelganger theory is alive and well. The what doppelganger? Where you you get told you look exactly like someone else that you've never heard of. But you see it on telly all the time where they people put you know half a head of someone else and <laughs> you, know, you put your next to someone. Harold Sun used to do it every week. Used to put, you know, Robin Williams and I've forgotten who he was with. You know, they compared. You know, who do you look like? Who do you think you look like? I don't know. I, don't, I got told Wayne off the Wonder Years a little bit, actually. Not a glamorous. So, who was the guy that that sang the songs and used to shake, bang his head like that? What? I don't know. With the long hair, you look like him. Do I? You're a short-haired version of him. Okay, well there you go. Um, Who was that guy? Speaking of versions, you know how many versions they sold at, They sold a Prince Harry's memoir after one day? 1.4 million copies. That's light on, I reckon. 1.4 million in a day. That's light on. It's being sold in 16 languages, the largest first day sales total for any non-fiction book ever published by Penguin Random House, they said in a release. One and a half million. I don't think that's a lot. You don't think that's a lot? Not, not where it's gone to and all the languages. It's an enormous it's... amount in the book for one day. That's one day. But that's around the world. That Bloody just wasn't Simon. wasn't released just in Melbourne. How many copies did your autobiography sell? You sold no, it. no, but I don't <laughs> think that number's massive. Okay, well, let's see what it's like uh, in a couple Worldwide, of weeks. Worldwide, I don't think it's massive. Okay. Uh, if that was a Hollywood movie, they'd be peeved. They'd be saying, nah, jeez, this is poor. How about a footy doppelganger? Flip Phillips, Andrew Phillips, a Ruckman, and Aaron Francis. Mm. They look similar, don't they? They look the same. Yeah. Bit of footy news floating around today, um, yesterday it? as well, with a lot of the clubs now back in action post Christmas. So we'll get to that a little bit later on. They do look very, very <laughs> similar. <laughs> Andrew Phillips and Aaron Francis. That is actually, I've never seen that. That's unbelievable. Mm.
Look at him. Well, he's pretty. What about Dwayne's Dwayne Zorko? Dane Zorko. Dane Zorko. Yeah. And and Joe Danaher. What? Right, you are just. You need a spell, <laughs> and so do I. Actually, after that milk. All right. Uh, SEM breakfast is for the Kogan Money credit card, packed full of value. Uh, heaps to get to today. Don't be shy. Be a part of it. one 736 Lots of strong rubbish bin advice coming my way as well. Temper 40 Winks text 0433 98 11 16. This- the Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Agree with you, Sam. A couple of weeks ago, some idiot half-filled my green waste the morning after it was emptied. That's from Jeff in Mulgrave. The unsanctioned dump I can't have, Scoop. And I don't care how many people have a go at me. Ask for permission. That's fine if I've got the room. When you don't have the room and you can't shut the lid and stuff's blowing everywhere. Carrying the rubbish in to knock on your front door and ask. Just open your lid and think, oh, Sam's got some... Simple text message will suffice. Oh. A bit of neighbourhood cooperation, eh? Oh, absolutely. That's all be good. Now, well, when absolutely. you put your bin out... You, no, no, I don't I, agree I with that. when That's you put not your fair bin game. out, you need to assume no. that you have nothing more to go in your bin. No. Once you put it out in the street, no. it's ready for pickup. No, it's not fair game. Not fair game. Just because it's out the front doesn't mean anyone can just help themselves to your bin. Not just anyone. It's one of your neighbours. Well, I'm assuming it was. Don't know. You it could have been a foreign drive rainer. around and... Well, you just told me you patrolled the streets with the sack of rubbish. My street? Up and down. Andy's in. Andy. Made sure it was late. Everyone was in bed. Andy's a great friend of SEN, of course. He's out there in Tarelg and he wants to talk some tennis, uh, which starts very, very soon. G'day, Andy. Good morning, Sam. G'day, Shrooks. How are you this morning? We're well, thanks, mate. What's on your mind when it comes to the Aussie Open? Okay, my question this morning and about the Australian Open for Monday. Name me, you're three of the best of the best Australian tennis players, male and females. Well, Nick Kyrgios is our best ranked, Andy. So he goes in with that uh, well, pretty ordinary preparation, doesn't he? And we'll get to the draw in a moment with BP, but he's been, well, none of them have been done any favours in the draw. I'd have him in there. The Demon is in unbelievably good form, Scoob. Um, yeah, Demon or he's going magnificently well. Uh, in the women's, um, Tom Lanovich, 35 in the world, I think. Again, done no favours with the draw. Scoob. Uh, and rankings-wise, Andy, I think then you've got to go, Brooks, he was telling me, Daria Saville, 55, but isn't playing in the Aussie Open. So pretty thin on the ground in the women, obviously, in the wake of Ash Barty's sudden retirement. Andy, have you have you got a winner for us? Kokonakis. Oh, is going well too, Andy. Absolutely. Won in Adelaide, didn't he? He did. Uh, let me think off one name for you guys. Uh, yeah, I might say Nick Hurios is a chance. Ash Barty's retired. If it was Ash Barty, she'll be playing now or Ash Barty? Back-to-back. Yeah, well, it would be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, we will miss her, that's for sure, Andy. I appreciate uh, your call this morning. Have a good weekend, mate, and uh, we'll hear from you very soon. Speaking of books, that Ash Barty book was amazing, the autobiography. Do yourself a favour and have a perusal of that. I haven't, had, I haven't had a read of that. No, that is a very, very good book and very well written. I've got a bit of support on the text here. 1.5 million worldwide, I don't think it's a big number. You say world, not everyone's interested in the royal family. Well, worldwide, we're probably... Well, the United States of America. Let's even put it into the United States of America. You do know we're talking... Just to stress, on. just to stress, you do know we're just talking one day. Here. One day, one yes. day. Yeah, one day. In all of the United States of America, 1.5 million books he sold. I, I don't think that's... I, I don't... 
think that's well, it's the most ever. That's a record. Fine then. Probably <laughs> the most ever then, is it? <laughs> it is the most ever. Well, it is I, a record. I didn't think that. I expected more. <laughs> hey, I expected more. Hey, the stars are back. The stars are back. Mate, they're chasing 108. Yeah, why were they chasing 108? Because they bowled magnificently yeah, well. well. They've been bowling okay all year. Well, they can't back. What is, what are, are you going to agree with any? The stars are back, okay? Mathematically, they're a chance. But what I wanted to ask you about. Don't point at me. Maybe without Stop you getting pointing. grumpy for a moment, was Joe Clark's ramp six over third man, though? He went Staggering. to He went to do the ramp over his left shoulder, and whether deliberately or not, the bowlers bowled it to his right. He ended up with a little, little yeah. like a like Flick. a little fishing cast, yeah. and it's flown nearly into the into the seats. Mm. That was the most amazing shot. These guys, their skill in this twenty twenty. I remember playing a a fun game with Dave Hussey for a charity one day, and Dave Hussey is very good fifty over cricketer and and twenty twenty mm. cricketer, and he literally hit the ball with a with the bat face facing the sky. He literally hit it as it came to him. He hit it straight up in the air. Why? Because he could. Right. <laughs> and I was standing there. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that he actually had his bat at an angle, that he wasn't hitting it back you know, over the bowler's head or wasn't hitting it over point. He wanted to hit it straight up in the air to get one of the footballers who couldn't catch to run in and catch it. And that's what he did. And it was a medium pace, but it wasn't a bad ball. Mm. And, and he literally hit it with the face of the bat, facing the sky, and hit it directly up in the air. I, I couldn't believe the skill it took to be able to do that. Yeah. It was amazing. I put some old curtain rods in a neighbour's bin about 10 houses up one night. Woke up the next morning with them on my lawn. Um, hey, the last fan standing's back today, Scoob, so get yourself ready for that. Uh, together with Maccas, we're providing another chance. You say that, man? I'm, I get nervous. I know you do. Uh, two hours away. I'd like to keep you on edge. Uh, to win a trip to Delhi for the second test, Australia and India in February, all thanks to Maccas. All you have to do is to be crowned the last fan standing. You want to win today, go into the grand final on January 30, and it could be you. Five nights premium, five-star accommodation, 1000 bucks spending money in Delhi as well. All the corporate, corporate hospitality in the world, everything you need, all tied up in a neat little bow. All you've got to do is navigate 11 cricket Questions. Hey, your interview with Pat yesterday, is that him in the Herald Sun? Is that quotes off you? Pat? Yeah, Pat. Oh, Ryan Pappenhausen. Yeah, he's Pat. in the Herald Sun. Not sure. Are they your quotes? I'm not sure. That was exclusive. <laughs> not sure. Wasn't it? Well, have a look. Have they attributed Thanks. those to you? Thanks for looking out for my welfare. We better get to the newsroom. Sam back. and Scoob on breakfast. Back have they up. contributed anything to you us? Are, you're in rare form today. Back after these headlines. Night session live on SEN and a dedicated channel all day on the SEN app. All right, Detective Detective O'Donnell, what have you managed well, to conclude? I, the Ryan Pappenhausen interview that you conducted in my absence yesterday, well, you wouldn't let me be part of it because <laughs> you knew it was going to make headlines, so you wanted the headlines. That is us. Felt. You're dead right. That is us. Why didn't they, they attribute they are, that to us? They've attributed those, those quotes in the Herald Sun article this morning Why don't they on do page that? 75 is word for word what he said to you on SEN Breakfast yesterday. And no, they, they haven't attributed anything to that, you newshound you. Forget the recycling bin. This irritates me more. That, Unbelievable. That's Unbelievable. Are offended. We are very offended. That's why you're, good, you're great at what you do. 
and they've given you no recognition right, for it and they've yeah, used yeah. your story. I want a retraction. You've laid it on a bit thick. But I noticed the Western we need Australia. A retra- we need an apology. You know how they always apologise to Coles and Woolworths in the paper? I want a Sam Edmund SEN breakfast retraction. I noticed the West attributed, though. They said told SEN on Thursday. So that was nice of the West Australians. Good. Any, any others? Courier uh, Mail? Oh, only, <laughs> my interest stopped there, to be honest. That's okay. We, we move no, on. No, no. We've got to take this to the highest. He highest. was good, though, wasn't he, Ron? He I, was fantastic. I like the part, let's not just come back when we, we get come back. We get to ring the editor of the Herald Sun? Have we got an issue with the Herald Sun? I don't think so, no. We need, we need to. We need to. Small fry. Need to stamp this. It's not small fry. It's a big story. Small Ryan Pappenhaus, <laughs> one of the best in the sport. Paid 75. Is he what? We wish him story. well. But what I was going to say was what I most liked out of the chat was when he opened the door a little bit on, you know, with Bill Knowles, it's not just about coming back from injury when you're ready. It's about coming back when you're ready to perform. And I think that's important, something we we overlook in all sports, is mm. that, okay, this player's fit to come back. He should just be Fine, but there's a difference between just coming back when you're ready and coming back when you're ready to perform to the level that and the bar that mm. he sets. Um, he's coming back from a significant injury to that shattered kneecap. Hey, the sports update for Toro, above or below ground, you can count on Toro. Tim Taranto, who won Richmond's two-kilometre time trial. So he's bookended them. He won pre-Christmas. He's now won post-Christmas. He's won both two-kilometre time trials, in fact, since joining the Tigers. And Hugo Ralph-Smith hot on his heels yesterday. But in the second time trial, because they had a senior core and then a, a more a younger time trial, Quinton Nagel. So he's trying to get on that the rookie cats. list. Yeah, delisted. Now, the knock or query on him historically has been endurance, run and spread and the like. He was unrecognisable. In the vision I saw... Uh, on afl.com.au, I reckon they said they'd reported that he lost eight kilos over the summer break. Eight kilos. Mm. And he finished th- second or third in his time trial. So he's one to watch because mm. uh, I think he can play the game. Cricket Australia, what have they done, Scoob? This well, is a big story. This is a good story. And I'm pleased Cricket Australia um, cut this off at the knees. They've withdrawn from the upcoming men's one-day international series with Afghanistan due to Taliban the Taliban curbing women's participation in sport. It's the second time Cricket Australia has cancelled a fixture against Afghanistan in 2021. They were set up to play in a test match, but Cricket Australia pulled out, and I think it's a wonderful thing they've done uh, just to, to make a statement. To so say, this, hey. this again opens up the politics in sport debate, right? So uh, the Afghan cricketers in the Big Bash, Rashid Khan among them, are saying, well, we'll just, we won't play in, in the Big Bash. We'll pull out of that. And the ACB, the Afghanistan Cricket Board, said... Uh, Cricket Australia is undermining the integrity of the game and damaging the relationship between the two nations. It's prioritising political interests over the principles of fair play, fair play they say, and sportsmanship. But political. In- this isn't political interests. Well, it's a political this decision. Is a human right. a, this is a human right. Yes, yeah, Afghanistan run by the Taliban, yeah. and and that government has said that women uh, can't yeah, but, study. But can't, it's can't not a political. This is a world issue. Yeah, they're the only they're the only uh, nation that don't have a women's cricket team as well. Um, but they can't the go to uni. Like yeah, it's, ter- it's, it's, it's horrendous. It's terrible. We but shouldn't. We the shouldn't reaction, be anywhere near the place. We'll get into it in at seven because the reaction has been really, really strong um, from the Afghanistan cricket board and their players as well have reacted with a lot of anger. Um, the Aussie players I threatened re- to walk away from the BBL. Yeah, do, do Rashid re- Khan tweeted. Do you? Ex- well, cheery bye. Yeah. Cheery by. He said, I take great pride in representing my country and we've made great progress on the world stage. This decision from CA sets us back in that journey. If playing versus Afghanistan is so uncomfortable for Australia, then I wouldn't want to make anyone uncomfortable with my presence in the BBL. Okay. That's Rashid Khan. You can go home now, Rashid. 
Australian players, they were given a tough draw last night in the Aussie Open. Nick Kyrgios in the same quarter as Novak Djokovic. Alex Dimonor is in that quarter as well. So it means Kyrgios could potentially meet Djokovic in the quarterfinals. And I think it would be the fourth round that the Demon could face him as well. And no better for Ola Tomlanovic. She'll take on Argentina's Nadia Podoroska first up. And if she wins that, she'll go into the second round where she faces uh, former Australian Open champion, that being either Sophia Kennan or Victoria Azarenka. So pretty tough early doors for Isla. You've got to do the Dakar rally one too, mate. Oh, yeah. This was terrible. Terrible. So I can't say the names. Okay. Well, Dakar rally leader, we'll say Alain Lopre, has withdrawn from the race. He hit an Italian spectator. And the Dakar rally is out literally in the middle of nowhere this mm. year in the Saudi Arabian mm. desert. But there are spectators that go all the way out there and gather and there are a group of them who were watching on this sand dune. And Alain Lepre was leading the truck category. And he came roaring over a dune. But this Italian spectator was on the other, the blind side of the dune taking photos. And he hits him. Oh. Now, he appears to be conscious in the immediate aftermath of it. But he has a heart attack on the way to hospital and tragically dies. And on the dash cam footage of Alain's truck, he can't see anything. Because the, the the truck comes up and over the dune, he didn't even know he'd hit someone until he got back to the the hotel. Wow. He, and he was about to go to bed, and they said like. someone's actually died. And he didn't even know he'd oh. hit anyone. Uh, right, we need to get to a break. BBL last night, Stars winning easily, as we said. They beat the Strikers nine wickets with 33 balls to spare as well. Nathan called to Niall, a menace with the ball, three for 18. Tom Rogers, 51, not out from 45 balls. That's all thanks to Toro. Above or below ground, you can count on Toro. And we're going to chat to Sarah Rowe, the, the cross-code sports hopper. She's played just about everything. She's playing for Melbourne Victory at the moment, uh, is the Collywood Magpies AFLW player, and we'll catch up with her Good morning, Henry eight five eight eight five eight. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer breakfast. Now, Scoob, it's time for you to step aside. I mean, we make a big deal, and so we should, about you playing um, VFL for the Saints and also cricket for the mighty Aussies, both in uh, the long form and the short form of the game. But how's the form on Sarah Rowe? So here's a young woman from Ireland who knows a thing or two about changing sports. Played football. Yep. Back back home in Ireland. Played Gaelic, obviously, back home in Ireland. Comes out here, plays for Collingwood in the AFLW. And then goes and signs an injury replacement deal with the Melbourne Victory. Played last weekend after training with the club for the past month or so. And she joins us on the line this morning. Sarah, good morning to you. Morning, guys. How are you? We're very well here. We're very well. Appreciate your time this morning. Bit showy, Sarah. You? So, Sarah, what, how has this come about, I need to ask? I mean, obviously, you've, your roots are in the round ball game and you've, you've really made your mark here, though, for a lot of listeners this morning in, in our, um, I guess, preferred sporting code, that being AFLW. So how's it come about that you've signed on with Melbourne Victory? Um, well, I haven't actually played soccer property in about eight years, but I went back two seasons ago for like three weeks. It was kind of around the time of COVID, so I wasn't sure if I was going to get back out to Australia or what the story was. That was in 2021. So since then, I've probably had a small bit of an itch. And I've always been asking the question um, since I came out here, how does the soccer season align out here? Would it ever work? Because having gone back and forth between both countries over the last couple of years, you know, it's, it's nicer to be settled in one place. 
for a period of time. So I was like, I was always trying to see if it would work with seasons. And then the seasons kind of aligned this year with the AFLW season being changed to um, August. I suppose we don't know the dates yet, but um, that's the way it's looking. So I, I just had a few conversations and um, reached out to Jeff, had a conversation with him, spoke to a few people in Ireland who I was like, where's the best club around Melbourne or where's, what is, what's the standard of soccer like over here? And then people in Ireland gave me, I suppose, best advice. And then spoke to Jeff, had a meeting with him. And he was, you know, he didn't need to give me a chance at all. Having been out of the game so long, um, he was essentially going in blind and taking a risk on me and gave me the opportunity to train with victory. So I think that's where I came from. So I imagine you're enormously grateful for the Collingwood Football Club when it comes to AFL Day. I'm not sure how it works contractually, Sarah, but I, I take it they would have had to give you permission to go off and play um, in the A-League women's season, given you are signed to them? Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't be more grateful for Collingwood and all the people around it and the support that they've given me over the last couple of weeks. It's been, you know, it really has been a transition and these conversations have been happening for quite some time now. And Paul Turk in particular, our strength and conditioning coach, has been amazing because obviously from a training point of view, I needed to be able to uh, manage the load going across from having just finished the season into victory. So it was a slow approach. I was in for one training session, then two training sessions and so on. But um, yeah, and Jess Berger and Steve, and they were just amazing. They were so supportive. And I think when, you know, the player and um, the person behind the player that they we probably built up quite some trust over the last five years and um, they trusted me to go and do this. And I was, I suppose, open and transparent throughout the whole thing as well. So, couldn't be more grateful for Collingwood and the sport they give me. And, and Sarah, what was their first response, Collingwood, when you actually went to them for the first time and said, can, can I do this? I think they were kind of like, oh, well, we know you and we know that you're the type of person that can't relax and that you're actually better <laughs> off busy. So they said, I was like, it's nearly like you were delighted that victory were taking me off your hands. <laughs> so, so it was nearly like, yeah, I think they knew me as a person and they were like, I think that um, it does sound like a great opportunity and probably ideally you wouldn't play because you'd take the rest in the off-season, but they were like, um, no, we support you. If this is something you really want to do, um, we'll support the person. Sarah, how did this all start? Where, where did the where did the AFL sense come from at home? I had absolutely no clue what AFL was before I came out here, to be honest. I had heard about the international rules because... I'd have known a few of the boys who would have played against the Aussie guys who'd come over. Um, but it was when I came out at the start, I was like, like, it was like my eyes were open. I was like, there's a whole other world outside of Ireland that I never knew existed. Um, and it's like your religion over here. So um, when I got over, I suppose I started to understand what it was all about. But um, yeah, I didn't know anything about it before I came out, really. Hey, NBA royalty was at the Collingwood Football Club yesterday, Sarah. Obviously, Dirk Nowitzki, Dallas Mavericks superstar. And I only raised that because your housemate, close friend, uh, Ruby Schlosser, had a, had, a, had a photo with him. Yeah, I saw that. She was actually delighted about that. She, has, she grew up playing basketball as well, so um, he was a big idol of hers. It's amazing to see that, though. It's so good when you see them, the, you know, the sports colliding I suppose in one way like even with the tennis and stuff and all the action that's around that area at the moment um, there seems to be a great atmosphere. Now often on Instagram I see you and Ruby playing pranks on each other who's winning the who's got the upper hand at the moment in the in the prank war? 
She actually just arrived back from Perth yesterday. She's been away for three weeks and the peace has been amazing. I've loved having the apartment to myself. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, stay tuned for more of that because don't worry, the, the, it'll start as soon as she gets back. Okay. And you're back in action as well for victory this weekend. you got the derby against City. And uh, for those wanting to go, it's a Casey Field Saturday tomorrow, uh, 3 o'clock, yeah? Five o'clock now, I think. Oh, I could have that wrong. So oh, okay. Don't quote me on that one. But I'm pretty sure it's five o'clock. It's been changed, obviously, because of the weather. So Sunday, five oh, o'clock. From what yep. I know. Very hot day tomorrow. Absolutely. Well, we wish you well. I mean, it's great to see, Sarah. It's a what an amazing journey you're on. I'm just wondering what you're going to play next. But uh, for now, you're doing a great job with Melbourne Victory. I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. There's Sarah Rowe there, uh, Collingwood AFLW player, and now Melbourne Victory player. Uh, made her debut, by the way, last Friday against Perth Glory in that 1-1 draw. And a shout-out as well for Harness Racing Victoria, the Summer of Glory. You don't want to miss Harness Racing's Summer of Glory, featuring the Great Southern Star and Hunter Cup. Find them online. Just visit thetrots.com.au. We'll be back on Summer Brecky right after this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Summer Breakfast. Sam Edmonds, Simon O'Donnell with you. We've got Nathan Ellis today, Hobart Hurricanes Quick. Uh, he's going to join us a little bit later on. We're going to talk uh, that draw yesterday at the Australian Open uh, and preview the tournament to come with BP. Brett Phillips, big summer for BP. SEN tennis commentator as well. And good to catch up with Sarah Rowe, Melbourne victory recruit and Collingwood AFLW player a moment ago. Moss's text in. It's one of the cool things in women's sports at the moment that they can play elite level in multiple sports. Really nice of Collingwood just to say, yeah, go for it. And obviously the date, the season changes in AFLW make it possible because they'd normally be playing at the moment. I just love that Irish twang. It's, it it's, takes a, it's it's, you've got to adjust, oh, don't you? There, there was some of that stuff, you know, and she's so fun and happy, yep. Sarah, but you, you, you can't understand it. And the line was, apologies, the line was a tad fuzzy as well. So the fuzziness of the line, a bit muffled, combined with that uh, Irish accent, uh, yeah. did, 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 require 60, some, struggling. did require some concentration. Is that why you walked out? Of- <laughs> yeah, there was just enthusiasm in her voice. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, the weather update today, Brilliant. City Power supplying power to homes in the CBD and in the suburbs, 19 degrees at the moment, headed for a top of 25, which is just about right, because tomorrow is going to be an absolute scorcher. We're talking uh, 35, 36 tomorrow, albeit we've got a late change later on in the day, which is uh, which is nice. You okay? Yes. Uh, with Maccas, we're giving you and to make the chance to win that trip to Delhi for the second test. So I'm not sure we've got a start time for that as yet. Do we? At about a clock for the for the uh, last fan standing? I'm not sure. We'll come. We'll announce a time we'll, shortly. Yeah, yeah. We'll be out of eight o'clock. Eight eight twenty today. Yeah, I'm I'm the quiz man, and oh, you're I'm, saying eight twenty is okay. So if you want to know the answer to when the quiz is on, as the Tony Barber of the quiz, you might ask me, and I'll let you know. That started already. Uh, when it comes to cricket as well, at a seven o'clock, we'll talk some footy. Uh, all the teams back in action now as well from a training perspective, but also, and geez, a young man making his mark at Hawthorne when it comes to the time trials as well. But I want to get back into that uh, decision by Cricket Australia late yesterday to pull out of that March ODI mm. series in the UAE against Afghanistan. That boy, oh boy, has that ruffled some feathers. And uh, a lot of you on the same side as Simon and I, uh, Pop, 
is texting, human rights issue, not political. Uh, I'm with CA on this one. Stuff Afghan cricket. Also, as a Strikers fan, Rashid can chip off. Blokes never never plays in finals anyway, so no loss. Ian in Dandenong, don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, Rashid. It's a bit tough, Ian. I actually got some sympathy for the cricketers. I mean, it's not their fault. No. no I've, fact, I've definitely got sympathy for the cricketers. And Afghan cricket as a whole, in fact, I've got I, sympathy for. You know, I'm not sure Rashad should be poking his head up on this one in this country. Mm. Don't think that's possibly the smartest move he's made stage. We'll get uh, your thoughts on that in greater detail on the other side of the news updates. The headlines are inbound. SEM Breakfast, of course, is for the Kogan Money credit card. It is packed full of value. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. The line will remain open until we hand over at 9 o'clock. And the Temper 40 Wings text, 0433 98 The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Great to have your company on a Friday. Sam Edmonds, Simon O'Donnell been with you for the weekend. A few more weeks to come yet as uh, we navigate the summer period. Nathan Ellis still ahead of us. Hobart Hurricanes quick. BP will talk tennis with us as well. A couple of people on that text are into me about my book selling experience. I like that text. I didn't read it's it out earlier. <laughs> I don't think Simon's long experience in book selling has been given proper respect here. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That I did very like that. good. I did like that. Very good. I did like that a lot. Hey, uh, just with the BBL. I still don't think 1.5 is a lot. It's a lot, mate. It's a record. It's the most for that publisher anyway, which is a big publisher. Um, and sure? it's one day. You sure? Yeah. Uh, the Sixers and the Thunder are going to play tomorrow night uh, in the Big Bash. Yep. David Warner's going to play. Steve yep. Smith's going to play. I'm assuming Nathan Lyons lining up as well. Because yeah. it'd be good the test guys coming back because they, they help. The Brisbane Heat out the other night against the Scorchers. They had three of the Test players come back in. They got smashed. They did. I know. Manus Lavashane had a tough night, didn't he? Uh, so David Warner he hasn't played Big Bash. I don't think for I want to say ten years. A long, long time. Um, did make his mark, obviously, with um, with the side when he did play. But he's back now, and he did speak about uh, his form ahead of the uh, the tour of India. Each IPL I go over there, I'm I'm all. I'm always looking to learn and looking ways to improve my game uh, on those um, low and slow wickets. And I think from from there, I, I worked hard on my game in the nets to um, to adapt. And we played a one-day series over there as well. I scored some runs, and you know, you, you you identify little things with your with your game that you can um, improve. And and I've definitely found that. You know, yesterday I was speaking about you know the the build-up to India is probably not ideal because they're playing. Big Bash, where you would, you would have thought Red Bull cricket in an ideal world would be the better preparation before heading over to the to the subcontinent, albeit they've had a couple of test series um, before this. Well, Steve Smith was asked that question yesterday. He's going to suit up, uh, obviously, tomorrow for the Sixers, opposed to, to David Warner, and this is what uh, the former Aussie captain had to say on that. Obviously, playing longer-form cricket in the, the lead-up would be more ideal for for that preparation but it's also now a good chance to to get a few white ball games in um once we arrive in india we've got a bit of a a lead in there and and a good opportunity to prepare yeah so that's steve smith i'm not sure when they fly into india over there but i'm assuming there's a couple of warm-up games and such before they get into it they're only seven days before the first test yeah right so it'd be only practice now there there might be a against a prime minister's 11 or something throw up throw around game you know Mm. put together Get a hit out in the middle, um, 
but you know they'll, they'll, their practice will be okay. It's very rapid, isn't it, at the moment with the schedule? David Warner, though, he was asked um, about that as, as well. You know, playing Big Bash, uh, he's in for a, in for a little stint in the Big Bash as, as the preparation for getting over to India. I take every game that I play. Um, I use that. Um, as you know, watching the ball onto the bat doesn't matter what colour the ball is it's still playing the game of cricket and I reckon that's the most important thing, best time is in the middle and if I can get that time in the next you know, five or six games will be awesome I'm what surprised what Steve Smith said, I, I thought it'd be good, I thought they'd enjoy mm-hmm. it. I think he'll enjoy it I think he was just I saying if he, if, he had a, if he had a choice, ideally you'd obviously yeah. be playing some red ball cricket before you get over there but, have um, a breather, you know, just yeah, have a breather I, and I'm with you a bit on of that. fun before because I tell you, you know the, Pressure cooker will be at maximum level in India. Something tells me that Steve Smith doesn't mind that sort of stuff. He could probably have it every day of the oh, week. Yeah. But, uh, but on with you, though. A bit of a mental refresh um, and reset couldn't hurt. You wouldn't have thought. Um, a lot of text coming through on the, the decision of uh, Cricket Australia as well to uh, cancel or pull out of that uh, UAE series uh, against Afghanistan, given what's happening over there. Dean, tell the Taliban to get stuff. Take your cricketers. We don't want you here. It's funny. Feel sorry for the cricketers, but um, I think it's a stand that Cricket Australia have to make. I mean, a lot of people criticised Wimbledon last year for the banning of the Russian and, and Belarusian players, and, and rankings uh, points weren't counted in that. There was some form of boycott for the Beijing Winter Games at the start of last year as well. Not, I think, from an athlete perspective, but a dignitary sort of point of view. Um, now, the ACB, the Afghanistan Cricket Board, came out really strongly. As mentioned, some of that, um, some of what they had to say in that statement earlier, but not once in that statement did they mention women's rights. Oh. They just completely ignored it. Uh, and obviously, since the Taliban regained control of Afghanistan a couple of years ago, uh, female athletes have, have gone into hiding, a lot of them, reportedly, uh, received death threats, um, you know, education uh, or lack of it, uh, the banning of it for women over there in that country. So um, it's a decision that Cricket Australia have, have made. I mean, it does get back into that debate around, you know, whether sports should be used to make political statements such as this. I, I think it well and truly does fit into that category. But... Given the situation, um, I don't think anyone would criticise the decision of Cricket Australia to make a stand. It's a, I've got some sympathy for Afghanistan cricket because I would have thought they'd have nothing to do with what the Taliban are doing. But, but I, th- I think your, your point, you make a really good point. A- and I need to consider whether I have any sympathy for Afghanistan cricket because when that statement comes out and they're not prepared to make a stand against their government, and think that the human right atrocities are fine and they don't need even need to make mention of them, I find that extraordinary. Mm. So, so, so they are accepting who their regime is. The rest of the world are not accepting that regime. So I, I, I think Cricket Australia 1 didn't have anywhere to go um, and our government has nowhere to go. And, and that's right. I don't, think, I don't think this is politics wrecking sport. This is the Taliban in Afghanistan yeah. wrecking their own sport. Yeah. It's not our fault, and we shouldn't be blamed for it. Um, I think we said pre-Christmas, were you sitting here, Scuba, and talking about uh, Craig Kelly, a dollar mm-hmm. one to be the CEO yep. of Collingwood, pretty much a fait accompli. We were told um, a couple of months ago now, um, I saw Mitch Cleary reported on Channel 7 last night that that decision had been made, that um, a former Collingwood player um, will take over as the CEO of Collingwood. Nothing official from Collingwood yet. Um, but uh, one of the former club greats is going back to premiership mm. players, going to go back to, to steer the ship at, uh, at Collingwood. He mightn't get as many people in headlocks, Ned. <laughs> no, yeah. no, he might he not might not be. But um, I think it, it'll be a pretty big shake-up, actually, for, for the competition, you know, given 
um, the the ownership of, of TLA. Now we know he sold the company, of course, but had remained involved. But they, they are the biggest. They are the biggest mover and shaker in the industry. I think they've got more than three hundred players, a raft of coaches. They've even got the Collingwood coach on the books. I would have thought he'd have to completely disengage from TLA to take the position to avoid uh, a pretty big conflict of interest. I mean, his son is on the list, but we've seen that before. That that shouldn't be an impediment. He's been waiting to to get himself off any association with TLA before he takes the CEO position. That's that's what I understand. Yeah, he was on long service leave, might still very well be at the moment. Um, But as as we know, did sell up, but um, hasn't quite... Hasn't well hadn't quit the company. I mean, you were assuming he sold it a few years ago. You were assuming that will now happen if he is to accept mm. the Collingwood uh, position. Great get for Collingwood. It is his, his son Will on the list there, and his other son Jake plays for Essendon, of course. But uh, we've seen with Hawthorne, you know, Justin Reeves as a CEO. His son um, uh, Ned, a ruckman at Hawthorne, mm. no problem there. To have that sort of intimate intel of football as your CEO, I, I think it's a brilliant move from Collingwood. It really, you, you know, Jeff Brown and the board and. Yeah, they've got to be commended. This is so smart. Yep. So smart. And had been linked to Collingwood in the past from a presidential point of view. Obviously, that's all uh, finally done and dusted at Collingwood. So he comes on as CEO and, uh, yeah, that's a good appointment. Um, so I think we're pretty much done for CEOs now, aren't we? That's That would be the final piece of the puzzle. I think they're all in place. Essendon's in place with Craig Vozzo. North Melbourne uh, is in place with Jen We've got a footy director yet at the Saints. <sighs> Uh, you need a list manager. List manager. Spoke about that yesterday. Yet? No. Well, we think maybe Jordan Ruffhead's not without a chance. Jared Ruffhead's not without That's a chance. Now. And Sauce, he's been quiet on it. Yeah. I just don't know what, would without knowing what the soft cap setup is down there, uh, obviously there's been so much change and so much turnover at the Saints, whether um, there is scope to employ someone like Steve Silvani, who would, um, who would you would think would, would command... Mm. Pretty significant capital, given his uh, his experience in the industry. But uh, who knows? Him and Ross Lyon really close, of course. We'll wait and see. That appointment uh, is still to be made. There was a fair bit happening in the footy world yesterday with, with Collingwood actually back in action. Now, Darcy Moore was out there, which is one thing, because he hadn't been cited at all pre-Christmas. He was hospitalised, remember, with that, that bone infection. Um, so not training with the main group. He had osteomyelitis, which sounded really serious. Now, at the moment, they're saying he's not in doubt for round one, Scoob, but um, a lot will depend on how he recovers over the course of the next you know, few weeks and the next month or two as well. But at least he was out there uh, doing some light work, I think, not training with the main group. But uh, Jordan Ngoi was, which was great. Mm. He was up and flying yeah. from a Collingwood perspective. So uh, that's good news for Jordan Ngoi, who's had his injury issues in the past. Um, Hawthorne. I really wanted to talk to you about a young man down there who uh, won the time trial. They're they're uh, they're a high draft pick from um, last draft, last national draft. Um, it was pick eighteen, Josh Weddle. Now he won their time trial. They ran a series of one kilometre time trials at Caulfield Grammar. Now he's one hundred and ninety two centimetres, Josh Weddle, and he's winning the time trials. Goes wow. like an absolute horse, they reckon. Uh, led from start to finish in each interval. And I think he's pretty handy. To, what's that, 6'4"? I'm not sure in the old. I'm not sure. But apparently he can kick it too. So he shapes as, a, as a, an exciting prospect as well, the pick mm. 18 in last year's national draft, obviously in his first preseason at Hawthorne, cleaning them up against the clock. Uh, one of his new teammates is Lloyd Meek, and he spoke yesterday about why he wanted to get to the Hawks in the trade period after he was uh, swapped across. 
had a couple of options which I was lucky to do in my position because generally second-hand rucks don't get um, much choice with, with it all. But, yeah, being able to come to a young, exciting group which really lined up with my age demographic and was super impressed by the coaching staff and all the playing group. So across to some Fremantle, of course, just the 15 games in... Oh four or five seasons, half a dozen seasons over there. So he'll be fighting for, for his position in that side. And it is a fight because while he's left Fremantle where he couldn't get much of a crack at it, he's walking into a side with uh, with Big Lynch, with Ned Reeves, who we spoke about as well. Lloyd Meek spoke about the competition for ruck spots at the Hawks. You know, I'd be lying if I said, I said I did want to play there. I think we're all um, competitive and, yeah, everyone will have their sights set on the same, similar goals, I'm guessing. So I know that's where mine are and um, the others will be the same. So there you go. That's Matters Hawthorne. Uh, we discussed uh, Richmond as well with Quinton Arkell. I really think Quinton Arkell could be a player to watch this year if he gets that rookie spot um, at Richmond. Tom Lynch, slow start for him. We know he's got that plantar fascia problem, Scoob. So he's just easing into life. He's the reigning uh, best and fairest there at the Hawks. And uh, Jordan Dugowie, we spoke about. Just off the text, though, um, we, this is according to someone who's texted in on the 40 Wings temper, we have made the player, Rashid, he is. Michael Vaughan has taken a pot shot at Australia as well. Mm. I didn't see that. I have to read those mm. read those quotes. Well, there'll be a lot of pot shots going around. <laughs> you, you think? There'll be plenty. Do you think we'll come out of this looking poor? Ah, we'll be fine. We'll, no, but we'll... do you think, in the court of public opinion, people will have a crack at us? No. Well, well, I mean, people are entitled to have an opinion. Michael Vaughan can have. It. You know, I've got mine. You've got yours. Mm. You know, doesn't mean we all have to be on the same page. But I, I think Cricket Australia have, have done the right thing. You know, we. There are times we haven't gone to Bangladesh and Sri Lanka and Pakistan, you know, for safety issues and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's not the first time something like this has happened. But you know, um, I, I think this is this is a this is top level stuff. This is you know um, what we're talking about here and, uh, and and what has transpired in that country is unacceptable. It's just unacceptable to world standards. It's mm. just unacceptable. Just looking at that, Josh Weddle, uh, cheesy moves magnificently, uh, 192 centimetres off the text. Uh, Dom says, Josh Weddle marks everything. Player comparisons, rants slash cuda. That's high, high, acclaim, high acclaim from Dom, but he does follow uh, the game and the next wow. generation of player pretty closely. I know that. Um, yeah, some, not, uh, some none too flattering texts coming through for Rashid Khan as well. We can't read them all out, but... Um, uh, people suggesting maybe, who knows, it's, it's difficult for him to speak out against his country for safety concerns, and who knows, we're, we're wildly speculating. Um, but all we can go on is the statement that he have given and the Afghanistan Cricket Board have given as well. Yeah, I don't think... R- Rashid probably doesn't um, formulate my opinion on this as much as what the Board of Cricket Afghanistan do. And, and you know, not at any stage have they... Yeah. Uh, have they intimated in their statement that the women are going to play any role in their cricket whatsoever. Yeah, they're the only ICC full member nation without a women's team, which we which we said earlier. Okay, we'll take a break here on Summer Breakfast. We're going to talk and some tennis, surely. And the ICC surely. should be setting an example here too. Say something or well, come out of yeah. well, My word they do. You know, the, um, you know the, the, they, have to, they have to play a role in this. They've got to play a role in this. I'll go back and have a look at those um, Michael Vaughan quotes as well, see if we can find those. We'll take a break on Summer Brecky. It's all for the Kogan Money credit card packed, full of value. Back shortly. The Kogan Money credit card. 
packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Liam's text in off the text. Uh, Nick Dacos won the two-kilometre time trial again, looking big. And the Hawks were reminded. They did that deal with Sydney, didn't they? They traded up for Josh Weddle too because they took Cam McKenzie, I reckon it was at seven, and they traded back into the first round to nab Josh Weddle, who'd had an amazing season down back in the under-18s. And they did a deal with Sydney, and they got him at, uh, at 18. Collingwood did a 2K time trial. Yep. Who did the three Kers yesterday or the day before? I don't before? think three Kers are done anymore, are they? They're all two. I thought I read somewhere they had a three K okay. time trial only in the last forty-eight hours. I thought they went with the dodo, the old three Kers, yeah. but maybe I'm wrong. I, I hadn't heard that to be honest. And um, the one K repeats. It was at Hawthorne that uh, the Josh Weddle shone in. Um, Michael Vaughan. So Michael Vaughan tweeted uh, a response to Rashid. Rashid Khan's tweet. Now, Rashid Khan's full statement reads this. I'm really disappointed to hear that Australia have pulled out of the series to play us in March. I take great pride in representing my country. and We've made great progress on the world stage. This decision from CA sets us back in that journey. If playing versus Afghanistan is so uncomfortable for Australia, then I wouldn't want to make anyone uncomfortable with my presence in the BBL. Therefore, I will strongly consider my future in that competition. Um, Rashid Khan wrote, Cricket, the only hope for the country, keep politics out out of it, and Michael Vaughan responded to that tweet with, I'm totally with you on this, Rashid, thumbs up. So, um, Sampa's texting, hi gents, everyone is entitled to their wrong opinion. The question you have to ask, does that opinion stand up to moral and ethical standards, which was much of what you were getting on with earlier, Scoob. Michael Vaughan has an opinion on this matter that we are listening to? Come on, move on quickly. His record on social issues is more than clouded. That one is from Ross. Done and dusted. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, again, just going on, Rashid sort of. I, I don't understand why he. If just read that to me again, that if his presence in the BBL is so dangerous, no. If word? playing Afghanistan is so uncomfortable for Australia, then I wouldn't want to make anyone uncomfortable with my presence in the BBL. Okay, so so what's he saying when he says that? Well, he's saying he might not play in the BBL. No, but, but why? Because he's from Afghanistan. Oh. A, um, the Test documentary drops today, season two on Amazon Prime. Have you seen any snippets of this? I've seen little bits and pieces. Yeah, I'm looking forward to watching I think it. it's going to be better than the first one. There's certainly enough material to work with, oh. isn't there? Although I don't think Justin no Langer is involved. No, no he's not on camera, no. is he, at all? No, not at all. Oh. But obviously his departure... Well, they, they might have got him in Perth hugging everyone and stuff, did they? <laughs> Not sure. Uh, his departure features in the documentary. Pat Cummins' uh, ascendancy to captain will feature in this season as well. Um, and if, yeah, if the first season's anything to go by, uh, this one will be a very good watch. Glenn's telling me the Saints did the 3K time trial. Oh, there you go. I'm sure I read somewhere there was a 3K time trial. There you go. Well, that might have been the one you were thinking of. Back Your beloved See, we're going a K school. further than all the other clubs. <laughs> and so look it out, is. eh? And Bradley Hill won it. Look out, he did. 3K. Don't worry about us. We're oh. just going to be... Oh. What about your man, Winhager? How did he go? Third. Third. Third, he was. The coach's favourite. Early favourite. Yep. And put on some muscle too. Has he? Yes. He's looking uh, good, the winder. 
Yes, uh, Liam, we did say that. Tim Taranto won both the pre-Christmas and uh, post-Christmas 2K time trials, followed closely by Hugo Ralph Smith. So that's doing nothing to to dilute the anticipation that uh, Richmond's trade period is going to see them uh, vault up the ladder. We did read out the markets, thanks to Sportsbet yesterday. I think they're on the third line of betting for the Premiership, Richmond. Send some shudders through a few that we've done the 3K, not the 2K. (laughs) Something to read into that, do you reckon? Oh, yeah. This this whole Afghanistan cricket situation is eerily similar to apartheid, says Aaron in Bendigo. Unsure why the situation is being treated differently here. As far as I'm concerned, the Taliban have made their bed. All right. We might um, leave that for one moment. We're going to talk some tennis shortly with BP. I'm looking forward to that. I love BP and his tennis. He works hard over Oh, he's a cross it. He does about... Knows them all. Cross. Yeah, he does about so does, 50 uh, of those So does Mr. Rothenberg we spoke to the oh, other day. Ben's outstanding. Yeah, we, might, we might get in touch with Ben. Um, he's staying in the States for the tournament, but we might get in touch with him, hopefully, in the first week once um, once balls start being hit down mm. there at Melbourne Park and get his take on things. We did speak to him about Naomi Osaka, and it turns out Naomi Osaka's appearance, we would have thought, um, largely due to the fact that she's going to have a baby. There you go. Yeah. Um, and, and wants to come back and play tennis because... Yes, well, that was the child to to watch her play tennis. Fabian's text in. This doesn't bode well for the Kangas. They only did a one point eight kilometre time trial. Already two hundred metres behind the pack. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. One point eight k's. Sort of. T- well, Hawthorne did one, although they did a handful of them. The old repeat. They still do the hundred hundreds. Oh, surely not. But what? Remember the hundred hundreds? Fitzroy started that. Whoever their fitness man was years and years ago. Used to do it over there near the lake. Well, Brooksy's telling me the Brayshaws do it on Christmas Day. Hundred hundreds. Hundred hundreds. On Christmas Day. Do they? I wonder they're good. I reckon they have a cold Christmas. You, yeah. you couldn't have a no, hot feed after. No, you do it before lunch. No, <laughs> no, no. You do it in the morning. Feed. Couldn't have a hot feed after that. We do it in the morning <laughs> if we have a gray, big graze in the afternoon. Yes. Brisbane do a, a three-kilometre time trial as well. I thought the old 3K, I went, the beep test has just about died. Remember the old beep test? Oh, I didn't oh, know. oh they are. Boy, horrible. Quicker and quicker. That horrible, day. horrible things they were. Actually, it didn't get quicker and quicker, the beep, did it? We just got yeah. slower and slower. No, the beeps get shorter and shorter. Yeah, pretty sure. They speed you up. They speed you up. Yeah. Yeah. You get fatigued while they're getting quicker. Yeah, yeah, quicker. Yeah, Yeah, they were horrible. Just to burn Uh, your lungs, those. Oh, yeah. Time for a news update. Uh, time for us to grab another McCafe coffee in that time. You get involved in the Temper 14 Weeks text, as you already are. Great to see so much text traffic this morning. Get your unique bed match profile, and you can get the right bed just for you. 40 Winks, they're serious about sleep. Aided channel all day on the SEN app. Just speaking about the uh, test documentary season two available on Prime Video from today. We'll definitely be giving that a workout uh, a little bit later on. The director, Adrian Brown, was on with uh, Jared Healy on Sports Day yeah. last night. Mm-hmm. And uh, he spoke about his favourite. Can you play favourites when you're the director? Well, I don't know if you can, but Adrian has. This is so he says we need to, um, we're going to enjoy watching season two of the test. I do love Usman. Like to, to have on the dock, the way he can be so forthright, so open, so honest, and he'll just tell you as it is. You can ask him any question. He yeah. doesn't, mm. doesn't blink. Um, fantastic. Like just great to, uh, you know, to have, to be so engaging with the camera, um, to take you inside his mind and, and to let it unfold. Um, oh, we've lost him. Oh, okay. So. You know what Uzi will also do? Oh, here we go. Yes. <laughs> oh. It's odds on he'll wear that cream oh, I outfit. Knew it. It's I odds knew on he'll wear that cream, cream Nike jumpsuit outfit. Odds on he'll be wearing it 
on but the test. How refreshing is he to talk to? Like we really enjoyed that chat with him yeah. a few days ago because he is just totally honest. Now he he comes out in the documentary at one point and we've played the soundbite um, a few days ago. He said people players were scared. Some of them were scared of Justin Langer at the, at the height of it all. So he's come out and said that. I mean, a person with that profile in this position just speaks his mind, is absolute documentary gold, isn't it? No, it is. I'll be really looking forward to that. And Breakpoint, I think, launches today as well on Netflix. That's the tennis documentary also. Uh, Nick Kyrgios is the subject of episode one. And Ben Rothenberg, we spoke to him. He'd seen all of it, I reckon. He was lukewarm on it. He was only lukewarm. But if you go back to the first season of Drive to Survive, it was much the same. It It was a hit. But not all the drivers signed up for it straight away. A lot of the teams were sceptical. But then once they saw that, okay, the world doesn't stop spinning if we allow these people in. In fact, it helps the sport and helps our brand and helps our our reach into the market. Then they start signing up. So maybe the tennis players could be the same mm. um, going forward. You've got to break the ice somewhere, don't you, to, to get started. And I think the more of these fly-on-the-wall docos we get, the better, to be honest. Talking of honesty, if Usman's honest, surely Nick's honest. Curios. You would think he's just yeah. going to go crunch. You would think so. You would think there'd be nothing left. I mean, yeah. I know he does speak about his difficulties early on in his career, drinking problems, um, thoughts of quitting the game, uh, all that sort of stuff, all his personal demons. Mm. I think he lays out on the table. So it'll be interesting to get an insight yeah, into that today. To that. I'll, yeah. I'll actually watch that. I think it'll be good. Uh, Clint is in Ballarat, I reckon. Uh, we might try and get him. No, he's not. He's not in Ballarat. He might not be anywhere. Uh, I thought I saw him on the screen. Um, Harry Sharp off the text. PB is 8 minutes 50 for 3K. He did this in his first year at the club. And we're being told, uh, Harry Sheasel, mark him down. Now, he comes in highly, highly rated at North Melbourne, but we're told he's turning some heads at North Arden Street Harry as well. North Melbourne. North Melbourne. Yeah. So he's uh, he is a an elite junior talent, and now uh, he's joined Alistair Clarkson's boys down there at uh, Arden Street. Uh, the cricket with Afghanistan should go ahead with female officials and umpires. I'm not sure that will happen, Paul, in Ringwood, but not a bad idea. Um, ICC rule, I think I read somewhere it's a rule you have to have or have to field a women's team to be allowed in international competitions, but I'm not sure. Well, clearly it's not because uh, Afghanistan are in it and they're, they're the only member without a women's team. Uh, pretty sure Colin did a beep test late last year, Quainor excelling. There you go. Maybe the beep test isn't quite dead yet. He's an underrated player, isn't he, that Quainor? Oh, that Quainor? oh, yeah. He's a good player. Gun. Gun off Good half-back. player. Yep. All right. Uh, what do you we'll think t- of the Pies this year? Are you excited for the Pies? It'll be so interesting to see how that – can they? Re- can you possibly hope to replicate being on the positive side of so many close. Mm. Now, in their mind, they're thinking, well, they won't all be close. We'll, we'll have a couple of emphatic wins, I'm sure. And it makes sense to think that another off-season under the coach Craig McCray and his staff and betting in the game plan further can only be a good mm. thing. But, gee, there was a heavy do- – you make your own luck. And it was probably more than luck in the end. It was an absolute skill in execution laid on under pressure that, that got them to where it got them. But um, Do you think any of the players are scared of Craig McCray? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Mm. No. What do you think? I don't think they are. No. I think they like him a lot. I think they like him a heck of a lot. I think he likes them a lot too. Yeah. I think he's uh, been an amazing breath of fresh air down there and uh, in the competition as well. And listening to him speak, he's been great. He was great last year with the run home boys uh, during the week. He was a breath of fresh air. Uh, Get involved. Have you ever ever coached you were scared of? Yeah, I reckon when Don Scott came down to coach me at Sorrento early days, I was a bit scared. Don Scott coached Sorrento? Yeah, he did. Did he? But then... Don's a lovely fella. Love Don. He's a ripper. Great man. Don, he's horses and yep. 
I reckon he came to training on horseback once, to be honest, <laughs> with a big cowboy hat. Yeah, very strong, though. Very, very strong. You know, coach like he played, I reckon. Discipline. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. There wasn't much. This is your role player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Don. There wasn't much carrot. There was a lot of stick. There wasn't much <laughs> carrot. Uh, we'll take a break. BP's going to join us. We're going to talk all things Australian <laughs> Open, which uh, is right on the edge of coming to life down and there at Melbourne. And the quiz too. And the quiz is All coming up. up. the quiz. Last fan standing. Can't wait oh. for that. Stay with us. Eight eight five eight. The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Great to have your company on Summer Breakfast. Sam Edmonds, Simon O'Donnell. And on Monday, Scoob, uh, one of, if not the biggest annual sporting event in Australia, uh, burst into life at Melbourne Park. It is the mighty Australian Open in the men's. It's seemingly a race to match Novak Djokovic and Iga Svartek, the runaway favourite in the women's. And this man will be right across it all. The draw's in place. It's all systems go now, and Brett Phillips joins us on the line. BP, a very good morning to you. Sam, um, Simon, good morning, guys. Yes, the calm before the storm, although, you know, it's turned into a three-week extravaganza yeah. now, so <laughs> it's action-packed down at Melbourne Park, and we haven't even got into the main draw just yet. No, we're going to have uh, Nick Kyrgios up against Novak. These exhibition, uh, This exhibition match sold out in less than an hour, BP, and money for charity. So you're right, we're... With that and all things at Adelaide and Kooyong and everywhere else, it's a, it's turned into, a, a as you say, a three-week carnival. Yeah, there's plenty going on. Eyeballs everywhere. I mean, Qualies has been great to watch uh, this week. And, you know, we've got a couple of Australians through. Uh, we'd, we'd love more, Sam. I mean, two out of 28 is not a good strike rate, but uh, two good stories. Max Purcelli mm. could be anything in the sport. He's got freakish talent. And Alexander Vukic is uh, pretty blue-collar and just a hard worker and, you know, arguably could have... Um, maybe got a wild card directly into the Australian Open. So, yeah, they got through. Uh, Fanasi Kokonaka still alive in Adelaide. I, I was sort of torn with that one because when he won last year, he was so cooked by the time he got <laughs> to Melbourne. Quick turnaround. He got absolutely uh, walloped in the first round and he's drawn the Italian Fabio Fanini and then maybe a Murray or Berrettini in the second round. But he's got to defend points too in Adelaide. When you win, you've got to... Uh, you know, back up the next year. I'd sort of. I wonder what his camp is sort of thinking because he's played great tennis in Adelaide this week, and and winning titles are tough on the tour, and you sort of you cherish those, particularly at home, where um you know the Aussies don't get to play too often. Yeah, indeed. I've been struck by the form. His form, and, and I know the demon Alex Demon all went down yesterday, Andy Murray, but his form leading up until now has been very good as well. So I know a lot of the attention falls on. Uh, the nineteen seed Nick Kyrgios, but um you know the, the men have been uh, in good lead up form as well. Yeah, look, I think their draws aren't too bad in the first round. Obviously, you know, we focus on, on Nick and, and now that we've got a draw out and, you know, he trained yesterday, he looks sound enough. I mean, obviously, the ankle might be totally 100%, but it, clearly he wants to uh, make a good impression. He seems to have the game face on. I mean, he plays a, a guy who lit up the ATP Cup about 12 months ago, Roman Sapulin, who was a great junior but never quite transition to the pros, but he's a tricky player, but should get past there. Gascale Humbert, you know, older Gascale with that beautiful single-handed backhand, still a threat, but I don't think it can go with Nick. The one that jumps off the page is Holger Rune 
the uh, young star from uh, Denmark who's you know got into the top 10 at 19. Uh, he'd love to take the Kyrgios skill because he's a little bit of an agitator, Holgeret on the tour. So uh, let's see how everything looks and, you know, possibly a projected matchup with, you know, Djokovic in the quarters. Um, there's nothing really that is going to trouble Novak. As long as he's 100%, this is going to be the interesting thing. And uh, I suppose we'll find out later today if he does pull the pin late on the little exo tonight, Sam, that might give us an indication that things aren't that well with the hamstring. Mm. Um, BP, you got any worries about Rafa coming in here? I mean, he's, he's the number one seed, but I've never seen him have a as low-key a build-up to a Grand Slam as he has for this Australian Open. Yeah, looked a, a little step off at the United Cup, Simon. He said he, he's come to Melbourne for a positive training week. He needs to feel positive vibes. And I'll, I'll tell you about his first-round opponent because I'm covering Adelaide at the moment. And big Jack Draper from Little Sutton, Little Borough there in London. Uh, this boy, 12 months ago, was 200-odd in the world, wasn't even on the radar. Shot up. He, bro- he actually improved his ranking 22 times last year to be 40 in the world by the end. Now, he's built like a brick shelter shed. He serves absolute thunderbolts. And he's got, he's a, he gets into the net, which I love. These big blokes not anchored to the baseline. He gets in big wingspan. He plays Nadal in the first round. He's in the semi-finals of Adelaide today, and that's a tricky opponent. And then if Nadal did get past that, he'd probably play Brandon Nakashima, who won the next-gen ATP finals uh, at the back end of last year, a star young American. So it's a tricky draw for Nadal. And you're right, he, you know, I mean, we never quite know. I mean, you can sort of play dead a little bit and think, you know, the body's had to fall apart and those knees are going to give way, and then he just produces Herculean <laughs> efforts. So... We'll, uh, we'll wait and see. He'll be primed, and uh, he's had a, yeah, a good training week. Just before we get to the women, BP, uh, it's a, it's another year, unfortunately, where I guess the number one ranked player isn't there. I mean, it was all about Novak last year. We know that. But Carlos Alcaraz, I know you're a big fan. You would have been mightily mm. disappointed that he couldn't feature. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but the good part is is that he's going to be coming back here uh, for the next 15-odd years, so... Mm. Yeah, we're going to get to see him a lot, um, but it's probably no surprise. I mean, what he put his body through last year, particularly we think of that, you know, quarterfinal at the US Open, which was just uh, out of this world, the physicality of that match. Uh, he did pull up a little lame with the abdominal strain, got another training injury, and he needs to get himself right for another big season, just the way he plays uh, tennis. But I think the men, is, there's still so much firepower and star power there that, yeah, we're going to be blessed with two weeks of pretty good tennis. On to the women. Uh, open draw in the women, or are you, you're seeing some standouts? Well, if we just go into the year and sort of set the year up, I mean, Igor Sviontek is uh, so far clear as the world number one. But the United Cup, uh, while it's not the total barometer, Simon, she lost to Jessica Bagula. Now, Bagula's three in the world, and I've always thought mm. the gulf between these two was quite large. She hadn't beaten her for four years Hadn't really looked like beating her in the handful of meetings. But Pagula's improved a lot. And, I mean, as we know, you're at the top, you're hunted. It's tough to stay there and everyone wants to take your scalp. So if she's just a little bit off, then the draw is absolutely wide open. But if Eager's in the zone and she plays her, her game style and on her terms, she's going to be very, very tough to beat. So... Yeah, the women have got to step up. There's a few in the top ten that I would just put an asterisk and go. I can't even. I can't even actually see you winning a Grand Slam. I mean, that's how far I think mm. the gap is. But it might just come down to the day and a match up and a little bit of luck for a couple. Um, Ola Tomlanovic, awkward draw, BP. Yeah, it is. Uh, 
Potteroska first round. I mean, she's using a protected ranking, I think. Uh, made a surprise semi-final at Roland Garros a few years ago, but has uh, been a bit off the mark. Then I think it's mm. yeah, either a Sophia Kennan, who's in the semis in Hobart today, won the Australian Open, but had a lot of injuries, trying to work her way back, or a Azarenka, potentially, who's still you know as fired up as she was when she won two Australian Opens as a much younger uh, player in a different time of her life. And then maybe a Madison Keys, Sam, in round three, who... Has looked has looked great at the United Cup and made the semis last year, losing to Ash. So yeah, it's not the perfect draw for someone that hasn't played any lead-up matches. Uh, she was at the Netflix premiere last night, and she'll be a, a big factor in that when that gets launched a little bit later on uh, today. But you know, I don't think we maybe at this stage should set too high expectations for Isla. Now, just quickly, does Novak get a hard time from the rank and file at Melbourne Park? Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, we'll see if Craig Tiley's words, Sam, mm. has had any effect on uh, the general public out there who will uh, go to the tennis and everyone has a different mind, don't they, as to what they think is uh, suitable etiquette and suitable barracking. And I've got a feeling that uh, there'll be a couple of um, mm. uh, feathers ruffled during the fortnight. I don't think it'll be total smooth sailing, but I think the bulk of us out there, us Melbournians, are, are pretty educated tennis fans who love the champions being here. So... Um, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be a major disruption, uh, but we might get a little indication tonight with the, the sellout. Can you believe a practice match? is yep. live on the TV ahead of a Grand Slam. I didn't think I'd ever see it. That's amazing. Now, tomorrow, I'm imagining you're getting yourself down to, to Kuyong BP. you got the chance to test out this 7th Gen Yonex V-Core racket. All the rage. Uh, yeah, yes, indeed. It's an absolute beauty. Uh, Yonex every year Sam, are launching a new racket. Uh, Caroline Garcia, the world number four, she's going to be there from three o'clock. So, look, you don't need an excuse to get down to beautiful Kuyong, a spiritual home. It all Can you have a from, hit with uh, Caroline? <laughs> yes. Well, you, you, know, you might be able to try and retrieve one of her forehands. Uh, she <laughs> is hitting the ball absolutely beautifully at the moment. But, yeah, there's a centre court uh, challenge uh, from 12. I think the launch is a little bit later on that day. And, yeah, the new V-Core racket is a beauty. I had a good question for you, BP. I'm not allowed to ask it because Sam said... Well, I'm sure break. we'll get BP back on soon. BP's about oh, to be I've the busiest man in Australia. So you when just when put... he comes back on. Okay, you just put that in your skyrocket for a later talking, day. BP. It has been, BP. Sorry, I can't ask you the, the question. The time has flown. Sam uh, has told me I've got to shut up. We'll set you on your <laughs> way, Brett. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, I know you will, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Uh, pleasure. Thank you, guys. Oh, great. Brett Phillips there ahead of uh, Monday's commencement it's of the be a good Australian Open. Well, good. You'll need it for next time. Uh, we'll take a break. ranking? Right now. Website for details. The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. Nathan Ellis still to join us of the Hobart Hurricanes. I like his approach. He's pace man. But the double hander. And he runs fast. Yeah, he has a double hander, long mm. run up. Yeah, looks, like he's, looks like he should be cooked by the time he even gets to the crease, but he's not. He's always at you. He's in the game. He's at you. Bowls a good slower ball too when he gets them right. I want your yep. thoughts on that as the father oh, of the like slower it. ball. I like it. Yeah? I like it. Hey? I like his slowy. Good. Any hints like for him on the slowy? Any tips? I just keep doing what does he's he doing. Does he do the I one like finger him. like you did? I don't know what he does. He does Let's whatever ask. he's comfortable with. That's the, that's the way you play the game. Do what you're comfortable with. Benny from Pearsdale's text in. Flattest build up to the tennis in memory, I think. He might be onto something. We needed Nick in the tournaments and 
chucking a racket and it bouncing off and hitting the kid. Ah, we well, we'll see. Sort of remember, remember that year, he didn't he throw the racket or hit the ball and hit the poor little kid in the yeah, stand? He's done a lot of things. <laughs> um, but I reckon he's slowly getting there, to be honest. He went after the game Knock and gave on. the kid the racket? Yep. That was fantastic. Yep. Uh, the quiz not, is not coming up. The, kid, the 11 yeah. questions. Have you cited them yet for last yes, fan standing? Have no, you seen them? Don't give hints, Degree man. of difficulty? If yesterday oh, was a five, are we back up to eight. the... Are we back up? Eight. Are we cranked it back up yeah, again? Eight. A lot of multiple choice today. Well, they're going to have to be, I think, to navigate it. Yeah. All right. Uh, after the break, Nathan Ellis. Ten without multiples. He's going to join us. The Kogan Money Credit Card. A great value card with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Well, the Hobart Hurricanes sit sixth on Scoob. It's a tight BBL table. Mm. they got the Sydney Thunder this weekend, which is a big game. They're all big games, especially this time of the year as we get down the nitty-gritty. But this man's doing his bit with the ball. It's Nathan Ellis who joins us on the line from down in Hobart. Welcome, Nathan. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Great to have you on, mate. I, I just actually need to ask you, uh, on a personal point of view, you, you guys are training today. Where are you? Are you training inside or outside the stadium? Um, I'm not sure. Oh, okay. The reason I the reason I ask is my little fellas are down there at the moment, and they're going to go and watch you guys train if they can. And I wondered if you were on the nets adjacent to the road there outside uh, Blunston Arena, Bell Reeve, or yeah. whether you do your stuff indoors. No, I reckon it'll we'll, we'll be in the nets outside, and then we'll be yes. out on the field. So I might see him. Oh, what time, be, Nathan? Ten o'clock. Uh, uh, about an hour, I think. So we'll be in there. Oh, there you go. How yeah, good's that? Well, don't mind the kids. Don't mind. Oh yeah, well and truly, that's half the problem. Don't mind that bit of indulgence, Nathan. They've got a hurricane shirt. <laughs> You've with got Alice a, on the back of it. They've got a hurricane shirt. I'm not sure if it's got Nathan's name on the back of it. We might have you to do that on. quickly. Get yeah. it quickly ironed on. Uh, get my wife to do that quickly. Uh, Nathan, how are you approaching the game on Sunday? Uh, the Thunder coming to town. Uh, One forty afternoon um, hit off there. How have you seen the season so far? It's been a bit of a licorice all sorts bag for you, hasn't it? Yeah, um, I think that's the perfect way to surmise it. I mean, we've, we've played a lot of good cricket, a lot of not-so-good cricket. So um, I think the most important thing is we sort of start to hit our straps at, at this time of the tournament. So looking to, to put a, a complete game together Sunday, um, we obviously got beaten by the Thunder in Albury in what was um, a good game, but a little bit of a disappointing game for us. So, yeah, looking to rectify that Sunday. Nathan, it's been a pretty good BBL, I, I think for you, I've been watched with interest. Um, what you're bringing to the table, have you been pleased with your consistency? I reckon you've taken a step in the right direction. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, my sort of role within the team is is to, to sort of bowl in the in the tougher times and at the, and at the harder end. So, um, mate, I'll sort of do whatever I need to do, and um, yeah, I'm sort of been happy with my execution so far. So, touch wood, I can sort of stay, as you said, stay on the right track and, um, you know, keep trying to put us in the best positions to win games. A role you enjoy, those pressure situations, they're, they're not easy. Um, you, you've got to keep your head. Yeah, absolutely. I was sort of trying to um, explain this to someone the other day. It's, it's one of those things that you keep getting told they're the, they're the hard overs and the, and the not-so-good overs, but um, it's sort of all I've known, um, and that was sort of the opportunity I got I got given to, to, to start playing BBL cricket. Um and at that time, I would have taken any role that was available to me. So it's one, it's one of the things that I, I don't really try to look at them like the hard overs or the tough times anymore. I just look at it as, um, you know, my chance to get into the game. And, um, 
yeah, just do the best I can, really. And then tell us a, a, a about you know, I suppose your mindset in those overs. Do you, do you make a decision at the 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 top of your mark? What mm. ball you're going to bowl? I mean, how clear have you got to be in your mind before you start your run up, or are you making decisions? on the move as you're running in, depending on where the batsman's moving or what they might be doing or presenting to you? Um, well, I try to be as clear as possible. I have a theory um, in my head that my brain's not smart enough to sort of conceptualise the situation. <laughs> well, you are a bowler. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I literally just try, my, sort of my MO is I try to just keep all the probabilities in, in my favour. So whether taking into account the short boundaries, um, the wicket, the situation of the game and, and the batter. Um, but in saying that, obviously, there are situations where batsmen move around and these sort of things. So I sort of do have a backup ball in mind. Um, but, yeah, my, my, my theory is to try to be as clear as I can and um, yeah, keep the probabilities in my favour. I love your slower ball, Nathan, when you get it right. And I'm fortunate enough, I don't know how well you know this man's career, but Simon O'Donnell was the father of the slower ball, the pioneer, if you like, the one who really... Turned it into an art form. Um, you got any tips for him, Scoob? Or are you happy with the way Nathan... No, well, Nathan's a bit different to me. My fastball was 118. My slow <laughs> ball was 116. <laughs> <laughs> tell us about... Tell, you, got a, you, you need a good slow ball in this format, obviously, Nathan. You've worked pretty hard on yours by the looks. Yeah, 100%. And I think, um, you know, the game's ever-evolving and um, the T20 game specifically is, is, is probably evolving quicker than any format of cricket that has. Um, in history, so it's sort of, I just feel like it's one of those things that you've got to keep trying to change, uh, adapt and, and evolve and get better. So um, I'm sort of at that point now where I've played a little bit of cricket and people have seen me and seen what I can do. So now I'm just trying to keep, you know, coming up with new tricks and tips and tricks and um, incorporate a bit of bluffing into my game and, and those sort of things. But um, yeah, when you're under the pump, you know, being able to fall back on a slow ball is, is key. I, I, I'd say. And you made your, I mean, you've been on the fringes of the national team for a while. I know you made your ODI debut, I reckon, March last year. You featured at T20 level as well for Australia. I mean, obviously, these are still remain your long-held ambitions and goals to, to, to break in there more regularly. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, sort of looking back at the fact that I have I've played for Australia now, it, it almost doesn't feel like it's happened. It feels like a bit <laughs> of a dream or a lot of my, or mainly all my opportunity has been um, you know, overseas and in bubbles and in COVID bubbles and, and all those sort of things. So I didn't get really get the, the um, you know, stereotypical debut with my family got to come and all those sort of things. So it almost feels like, um, yeah, a bit of a dream and a bit of a fantasy. So obviously, you know, that ambition is very much still there. And, um, yeah, no, hopefully I can play some good cricket and, and potentially put my hat in the ring to play again. Well, I really hope that's the case because, to be honest, the way the, the, the news cycle works these days, it's it's very clickbait stuff. I think the most news your debut made, I reckon, was where you wore the watch on the field and JL apparently wasn't happy with that. <laughs> no, no. But, um, you know, what wasn't he happy was with? The Casio on the field, he didn't like it. Is that what? right, Nathan? Yeah, well, it was just a little bit of a, a throwaway comment after a, after a tough loss, but... Um, yeah, it was just a strange situation, and um, you know, my first tour was amazing. It was a, it was a it was a strange tour. We had a COVID bubble in both Bangladesh and and the West Indies, mm. and um, I was there as a travelling reserve. So to be fair, mate, I was just happy to be there. So it didn't really matter what was what was said or what happened. I reckon, I reckon Nathan be a pain to face because he's busy in your in your grill. He's in your face all the time. He's busy. He, he <laughs> runs in fast. His actions fast. 
everything's on the move. You'd, you'd feel rushed. I've been told. Do you reckon that's an advantage for you, Nathan? Yeah, or maybe. I'm not too sure. I've been told I'm like a frog in a blender, so I don't really know. I don't really know whether to take that as a compliment or not. But I tell you what, the um, Paddy Dooley in, in our team has sort of taken the heat off my action. So oh I'm yeah. He's all he's all action, isn't he? As well, and look, you've been with the Hurricanes, I think maybe for four or five uh, BBLs now, so you're familiar with what it's like. And I've been to a few games down there. The Tassie fans, they really get behind you. Do you reckon it'd be the same for a footy team down that way, an AFL team, if they were to finally get one? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know the, the Tasmanian community is very sport driven. You've sort of seen that with the um, the Jack Jumpers. Um, especially when the team's doing well. And we've, we've touched wood. We've been pretty good at home this year. Um, and you can see that that reflects on the crowds in, in, the, in the preceding games. So, um, yeah, I think any, any sporting team that comes down to Tassie, the, the, the community is going to welcome them with open arms. And I think never more so with a footy side. Well, they're all big games, uh, absolutely, especially this time of the year, Nathan. So we wish you well against the Thunder. Then I think you've got the Scorchers away on, uh, on Wednesday as well. So they're coming thick and fast at the moment. So I'm looking at the ladder. I, I, Nathan, don't drop one. Yeah. You can't <laughs> drop one, man. <laughs> I completely and wholeheartedly agree. Uh, you've got to keep winning. You stay there. Well, they're trying to do that, Simon, right uh, starting on, on Come Sunday on, against We're the Thunder. On hey, appreciate your time, Nathan. Really do, mate. I'll, I'll send the boys down to training uh, this morning. <laughs> Good luck oh, with it. That's beautiful. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having mate, me. They'll be this, they're, they're only wee little kids. <laughs> Sam's about five foot two. The kids aren't much taller. All right, he's gone. So that's enough. Um, no, they, they're around the corner, actually. My mother-in-law lives just oh. around the corner from Blumstone. Does, does she live at the brewery? She doesn't live at the brewery, no. The brewery's on oh, the other sorry, side. sorry, you got married at the brewery. Yes, didn't you? that's right. The brewery's on the yeah. other side. Magnificent Cascade Brewery. The garden's up there. View of the city. Drink responsibly. View of the water. Indeed. No, it's great you food and everything. That getting married at the brewery. Oh, I did learn that. Indeed. Uh, I would have thought you'd be right behind something like that, to be honest. Getting married at the brewery? Yeah. Limits. Okay. It limits what you can drink. Well, there's limits with this, too, because you've got to do it responsibly, but it's time for this. The Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. After stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last fan standing, thanks to Mackers. That time of the day, we love it, where you can go into, well, into the final pool on January 30 to contest this magnificent prize. All expenses paid trip to India, second test, Delhi, Aussies, the Indians, a thousand bucks spending money, all the corporate hospitality in the world, five star accommodation. It is a massive competition, Scoob, and you have the enormous responsibility of steering one lucky winner through the 11 questions. Do you have them in front of you? I have the questions in front of me. I have no callers in front okay, of Okay, well, I can tell you who's been waiting on the line first. Okay. Let's go up to the Gold Coast where Bo is there. Bo, I'll hand you over to Scoob. G'day, Bo. Hey, Scoob. How are you, mate? Very well. Bo, when did Australia last hold the Border Gavaskar Trophy? Was it 2009-10, 2012 or 2014-15? 12-13. No, it wasn't, Bo, unfortunately. Mm, Bad luck, Bowie. An early wicket for you, Scooby, or one for none. Uh, Nick's in Hopper's Crossing. G'day, Nick. How are you doing? Okay, Nick, Australia last held the Border Gavaskar Trophy. Was it nine ten or fourteen fifteen? Nine 
ninth and I think it's fourteen fifteen. Fourteen fifteen. Well done, Nick. Good work. When did Australia last win a series in India? Was it nineteen ninety nine, two thousand and four, or two thousand and ten? Two thousand and four. Good work, Nick. I reckon you've got a bit of Indian cricket history about you. When did Australia Sorry, uh in what year was the series between India and Australia renamed the Border Gavaskar Trophy? What year? What year? No no multiple choice for that one? Yeah, yeah, let's make oh. that a multiple choice oh. one. Yeah, you're getting soft. Ninety four, ninety six or ninety eight? Uh, so it changed to Border Gavaskar, did you say? Yep, yep, yep. I think 96. Well done. Good work. Oh. Got it. Sachin Tendulkar's highest test score is 248 not out. What is his highest test score against Australia? 199, 204 or 241? 241. 241 not out it was uh, for Sachin Tendulkar. Nick yep. from Hopper's Crossing doing very well here. Which Australian bowler has dismissed Sachin Tendulkar the most amount of times in Test cricket? Um, I'm guessing McGrath. No, it's not McGrath. Nick, no, No. you've uh, you've fallen. Bad luck, bad luck, Nicholas. John joins us from Hawthorne. G'day, John. G'day, boys. John, which Australian bowler has dismissed Sachin Tendulkar the most in Test cricket? Uh, Brett Lee. Brett Lee, well done. 14 times he has uh, got the great man out. John, in the first test of 2014-15 series in Adelaide, which bowler took 12 wickets in that test match? Five in the first innings and seven in the second. Uh, no multiple choice? No. No. No, sorry. Uh, Tough day today. No. Um... McGrath. No, it wasn't McGrath. It wasn't yeah! McGrath. Thanks, John. Steve from Roval. G'day, Steve. How you going, boys? Uh, was it Nathan Lyon? It was Nathan Lyon, Steve. Well done. Good Bang. game. Steve, which Australian bowler holds the record alongside James Anderson as the bowler of the most dismissals of Virat Kohli in Test cricket? Virat Kohli. I think that might be Nathan Lyon as well. It is oh, Nathan Lyon. Seven Steve. times he's got Virat out. Solid uh, from Steve. Yeah, good work from Steve. Which Australian debutante took five wickets against India on his test in his test debut? It was 1999 when he made his debut. Uh, Jason Crazier? No, it wasn't Jason Crazier. I remember when he got picked from uh, from Tassie Steve. Thanks for that. Luke joins us from Sandingham. G'day, Luke. G'day, boy. Australian debutante took five wickets against India. In his, uh, obviously, his first test was in 1999. Who was it? Uh, Brett Lee. Brett Lee. Well done, Luke. So, Luke's got another three to navigate here, Scoob, just so you're aware. Just letting you know. I don't want you to tell him he's got one to go. And he's got three to go, Lucas. Good luck. Which fast bowler did Virat Kohli have a fiery exchange with in the 2014 Adelaide test after the Australian player hit him with the ball trying to affect a run out? Uh, multiple choice? No, it's not multiple choice. You're a good fast bowler. Uh, fast bowler, I'm going to say Glenn McGrath. No, it wasn't Glenn McGrath. Sorry, Luke, uh, you've fallen. <laughs> Rob joins us from Roval. G'day, Rob. Uh, was it 
Mitchell Johnson. It was Mitchell Johnson, Rob. Good work. He might have timed work. it well here, Robbie. Two to go here, Rob. Which Indian champion has Order of Australia honours for his contribution to the sport? Indian champion he's has Indian Order champ. of Australia. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, we'll go with Sachin. Sachin, you're Good. quite right. Good guess. Sachin Tendulkar. Here it is, Rob. Go in the draw. Oh. Rob, in 2020, Australia bowled out India in the second innings for their lowest ever test innings score. How many runs did they make? 36, 46 or 58? I'm going to say 36. 36 is spot on, Robbie. Robbie from Roeville goes into the draw. No, the grand final, no draw. Well, grand final. Well, yes, the grand final, yes. Yeah, yeah. Come on, you had a go at me yesterday. It's the grand final on January 30, oh. Rob, and you get to feature to, for the whole box and dice. That's where you'll be, and you'll be waiting. You can just sit back and relax now. Uh, on January 30, we'll, uh, we'll play again. Uh, it's flights for you and a mate on the line to Delhi. Five nights premium five-star accommodation. Attend a sports luncheon with SEN's cricket commentary team. The corporate hospitality at the cricket, so beautiful. You'll do it in style. 1000 bucks spending money. There'll be another chance to win across the day today. And again tomorrow, uh, well, Monday with us. It's last, and this is the other thing I need to correct. Last person standing. No. Well, someone's texting and said, last man standing competition. This is discriminating. Women do listen to this station. Should it be last person standing or don't you want women to enter? It's always been last fan standing. Maybe that person has misheard. Mm. Last Fan standing. We would love women to enter and we would love you to call in, which you are welcome to do any time. That has always been the case. Uh, so, well done to you, Rob, you in Roeville. I like it. Oh, well, Your come attention on. to details. always said on. last fan yeah, standing. I understand come that. on. Yeah. Don't lie. I'm all yep. for being criticised, but when yep. it's fair. Hey, big news in the EPL. So, Chelsea are playing Fulham at the moment at Craven Cottage. It's 1 1. Jao Felix, their big-name loan signee, has arrived from Spain, and Ondebu has just been given a straight red card. Oh, <laughs> it's that sort of season at the moment for Graham Potter and Chelsea. So uh, it's 1-1. Come on, Potts. But Jao Felix, who was playing very well, has just been given a straight red card and sent off Ondebu for Chelsea. Mm. So, uh, sheesh, not going too well. Um, so that's the winner of today's quiz. They were good questions from Brooksy. Oh, fantastic. They work. were quality questions. The Order of Australia for Sachin, I'd forgotten that. I thought, oh, you know, Brooksy, on one of the best here. producers in the business. You'd, that, that's a good question. He was on the mark. Yeah. Was on the, I'll so tell you what, our listeners are on the mark. They're smart, aren't they? Very smart. Did you get the feeling early on there, there was just a, I might be unnecessarily sceptical here, but just a bit of padding for some Googling at some particular point? Uh, we, we did early doors. I, uh, I was about to call a hold a couple of times there. And you were unnes- you were unusually generous. A few clues even, which you don't like me giving, but you were happy to dole out a few clues today. I didn't dial out any clues. Yes, you did. I did not You said Mitchell clue. Johnson, that was a clue. Good I fast did. bowler. Yeah, you did. You did. <sighs> you gave a multiple choice when they weren't even on there. So, okay, you know, just... Call on a spade a spade, okay? Oh, no, nothing. Okay, he's done. When he goes, after eight. when he goes quiet, <laughs> when he goes quiet, he generally has been snookered. Uh, get involved on the temper forty winks decks. They are the consumer's choice winner. Temper mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases. I'll come out swinging. You like this one uh, off the text? Swinging. The last they slash them standing. It's last fan standing. It always has been, and I don't even think we've mucked that up either. Last fan. We've, we've called the January 30 uh, grand final a draw a couple of times. It's not a draw, although there will be a very sophisticated piece of software used 
to conduct the order of our final crew. Now, a lot of questions came through And I get those sort of draws right. This is like Dexter I, from Perfect Match. I've done that for match. the racing industry, mate. Yeah. I get them right. You do. You you are good with yep. a draw. Group one, wait for age racing. I get it right most of the time. Empire Rose will never be the same again, I don't reckon. But no, it goes into a sophisticated piece of software that we're just refining at the mm. moment. So all our people who qualify will go into this uh, very sophisticated piece of software and it will spit out the order. You don't want to go too early and you obviously don't want to go too late. You just want to be in the sweet spot for this last fan standing grand final. That will be on January 30. Right. The news headlines are upon us, Scoop. I won't be able to speak that day. You might have to ask the question. You will be a wreck. Will we give clues on that? You can't. No. We'll have to be a no-clue grand final. It'll just be... Bad luck. No, I don't like the set of I don't even like the multiple choices, to be honest. Yeah, giving out too many clues. I don't like giving clues. All right. Well, we'll straighten up in this ad break. Uh, ad break. In this news break, we'll be back shortly. And SEN is your home for next week's Australian Open with every night session live on SEN and a dedicated channel all day on the SEN app. Welcome back. Off the text from Brad. If Simon was the inventor of the slower ball, Franklin Stevenson was the master. I'm not familiar with Franklin's work. Was he... Yeah, Franklin, West Indian. Yeah. Uh, but Played with Tassie for a long time. Obviously bowled a mean slower ball. I can't remember. I faced him a few times. I can't remember. Just remind me who you cleaned up at the Gabba that day again. Who was that? Uh, with the slower ball. Who'd you get at the Gabba? Bracewell, wasn't it? That was... The best slow Johnny ball. Johnny no, that was in New Zealand. Oh, was it? Mm. That was the best slow ball of all time. Mm. He ducked for the he ducked for the bean mm. ball. Yeah, I know you don't like talking about it, but I do because it was unbelievable. Um, also, off the text, had the barrier draw go this year, Scoob? Yeah, Johnny, that's what we were getting at. Yeah. The Empire Rose uh, Scoob was stitched up a bit there, though. To be honest, remarkable short. You're a ball short, and um, <laughs> the best part about it was, though, when you came face-to-face with Wayne Hawks in here a few weeks back pre-Christmas, and neither of you had raced it, and I just dropped past and said, have you forgiven him yet? And then he got all fired up all over again, oh, oh, old Hawksy. It was it was as if you walked behind Hawksy and just wound him up, you know, just got the old <laughs> clock, and just, yeah. Nee, nee, nee. Yeah. off he went, and yeah, he just gave it to me. Hey, the strikers... Um, who played last night, um, I was just saying Neil Baum was in the dugout, mm. the strikers, alongside Dizzy Gillespie. Yeah. Just saw Nat Ioannidis text, stick that one in the people you don't expect to see on the BBL coverage folder. Mm. What's Barmy doing there? A bit of uh, information gathering? Didn't do much. 108 they made, didn't they? No, well, he would just be there to observe, not to provide advice. He might have been there as inspiration on the night. Barmy, um, have you read his book? Mind having a look at that book at some point um, that he released it last year. It would be a well. very good book. I reckon that's that's two books I've got to read. What was the yep. other one I've got to read? Harry, the Harry one. You're going to read that, are you? No. I didn't think you Not would. That. Uh, Jao Felix now joins the same club as Lionel Messi, who got a straight red card uh, in his senior debut for Argentina in 2005. Says John Messi has only had three red cards in his career. Uh, something to be said for perhaps being a bit over-enthusiastic on debut for a new club, so you can see how it would happen. Uh, it remains Fulham 1, Chelsea 1, bit of live sport on. No, it doesn't. What's the score? 2-1, Fulham. Oh, jeez, disaster. Oh, this is just going from bad to worse. Uh, we're going to do a bit of questions that notice after this break, Scoob. And uh, we'll open the lines up because we've got some free time up until 9 o'clock. Yeah. one three hundred. Give us a buzz. 736 you want to talk about. Any topic you like, yep. actually. Temper 40 Wings text is 0433 I'm going to hit you with a couple of hard-hitting Good. QWNs after yeah, this. Yeah, let's finish with a bang.
The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fee. Summer Breakfast. Welcome back. It's for the Kogan Money Credit Card, packed full of value. You know, we we're just talking about um, Lionel Messi before someone texted in. He got a red card on the boot for Argentina. You know, um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has uh, signed uh, for Al Nasir. Uh, yeah, $300 million a year for uh, the Saudi Arabian club. You know, he's been forever linked and compared to Lionel Messi, two greats of their generation. Now, such as the rivalry with the other Saudi Arabian club, Al-Hilal, they're going after Lionel Messi as their own blockbuster signing. Now, according to reports, has this for chump change? $430 million a year offer for Lionel Messi. You can't knock that back. Can't you? Well, how much money's enough money? I mean, Lionel Messi, he'd have all the money he would ever need yeah, in the world and then some. Quite right. Like, I mean, why would you... So he's at PSG at the moment, uh, one of the biggest clubs in world football, and he scored the other day. I think he scored his first goal since um, since world the World Cup, Cup the other day. Um, he's co- out of contract at the end of this season, I believe, but has a clause where he can easily sign back on and obviously still playing well enough. So I don't see why he should have to lower himself to a lower league just for the money. If anyone doesn't need the money, it's that guy, isn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't think he Mind needs, you, he? It's the same for Ronaldo, but I think... He'd run his race at Manchester United and wasn't playing great football, so perhaps his papers were stamped when it comes to the top leagues. But uh, What are you doing for the weekend? Uh, I'm picking the wife and kids up tomorrow oh, they're coming from the back. airport. They're coming back from Tassie tomorrow right. afternoon, so I'm not sure. I've got a pretty clean slate, oh, I reckon. It's going to be hot tomorrow. Will you go for a ride? If I do, it'll be early. Yeah, I went out yesterday. I went right at the back of uh, King Lake. So up to King Yay. Lake, but then down the on the way to yeah, yeah, out towards the Melbourne Highway. Yeah. I don't exactly know where I was, but I don't reckon I saw another human for an hour. Beautiful, just the Rosellas, the odd echidna, magnificent. What happens there. if you break down? Yeah, out there? I was thinking that if I did flat out there and I couldn't fix it, what would happen? <laughs> might still be out Let there. Let the host break your Might still might still be trotting back up the highway. Wow. Yeah, so that was that was fun. Like, no, like a sense of was your phone? A bit lost. You have phone. No, I had signal? no signal. I had no signal. Well, you either. need one of those satellite phones like all the bushies have out up in Central Australia. You now need that a you, satellite one. Now that you probed me with your questions, it probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, was no. it? No. Because I don't Stuff honestly... Stuff the Rosellas and the Echidnas. I reckon nearly an hour it was before I saw a car coming back up. Yeah. Gee whiz. No one. No one on this road. Was There's it Bitchman Road? Yep. It sort of links the back of King Lake. It goes right down the back of King... So the north side of King Lake, mm, if you're in mm. Melbourne, down towards the Melbourne Highway, and then you jump on the Melbourne and you're, you're in your A. So it was a fair way off the beaten track. Truth. How long uh, did that take you? Uh, oh, I can't remember now. A few hours to get out there. Yep. You become a prisoner of your own mind on that bike, don't you? Yeah. The way back was hard. It was yeah. torturous. I was questioning my sanity, which is fair enough. Actually, Roy's texting, what's the best bike trail in Victoria that you enjoyed for the views? Any in the Wimmera? I haven't re- ridden out that way, Roy. I couldn't educate you on the Wimmera. I don't do much riding on the trails. But if you're after rail trails, I reckon the Warburton rail trail in the Yarra Valley, I'm, I'm told, is right up there. Absolute yeah. beauty. There's one from Talarook yeah, to Yay. Yeah, as that, well. That, that's heaps. a good one. Yeah, nice one. What's yeah, that one? Do you know what that one's I've called? I've driven it a few times. Hasn't Yay got the big <laughs> tunnel? Isn't there a big tunnel out there? Sure. There's a massive tunnel, I reckon, you can go through. Yeah. It's, well, it's, it, well, you call it the rail truck. The, the old rail lines, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, There's a lot of different ones, line. it's a, it's a You always see cars parked there and... Um, Bike racks on the back, and then off you. You know, when I'm driving yep. through to Yay to cattle sales and stuff, you then think, oh, it's truth. All the people on the 
on the trail having a ride. Speaking of money and how much money is enough money, so Tom Brady, who made his uh, comeback in the NFL, uh, didn't he, for Tampa, at the age of 45, is now, uh, he's a free agent, and uh, there's no shortage of um, people coming, clubs coming to secure his services. Miami, we're told the Dolphins, Dolphins might be in for him, according to reports as well. So comes back at 45, now in demand as a free agent. How much longer can the man go yeah. for? And I've been watching it super close to this. I'm not sure how he's been playing this year in terms of uh, his level of performance, but um, obviously reasonably well enough to, to command some free agency interest. Justin's in Wandon. He's got, uh, he wants to share a rail trail uh, suggestion with us perhaps here. G'day, Justin. Hey, g'day, mate. How are you? Well, uh, well, so yesterday when you were riding, where did you start riding if you ended up in King Lake? Uh, I started in Ivanhoe yesterday. I didn't want to ride through the city. I couldn't be bothered with the traffic. So I started in Ivanhoe. And then you went up through St Andrews out that way and then yep. up the back way through Pheasant Creek to King Lake up yep. that little windy road. Yep. So and then King... you came out, of, came out of the Melbourne Highway there. You go left to go to Gay, right to go to Yarra Glen and straight ahead to go to Tulangi. Correct. Yeah, so did you go left to go to Yay? No, I turned around. I didn't want to go up the Melbourne. Uh, no. Yeah, no, you don't want to go. No, you want to ride on there. You don't want to do that. No, so uh, I, I turned no, around again. There's, there's a rail trail that goes from Yay all the way to Mansfield, I'm pretty sure, and the bridge is along that way. Some of that tunnel you're talking about is just outside, in between Yay and Molesworth. Uh, yeah, okay. There is a tunnel out there, isn't there? I knew there was some, something that yeah. um, people talk about. But, yeah, beautiful trail, Justin? Oh, oh we've walked it. We've walked along there. Um, the kids were on pushes when they were little. But the Warburton Trail is pretty nice. That goes from Woodadale to Warburton, and that's 42 k. Yeah, so like that a one. lot of that's pretty flat yeah. um, until you get mm. to the Warburton end. Yeah, we okay. We are building a big Mount World class mountain bike track in, up in Warby. Um, Magnificent. Yeah, yeah. Up, uh, good on you, Joe. Up around Wangaratta, so in the northeast, there's some. Uh, they, there's just wild trails. Bright is here. amazing, and we're being told here, Jezza in Wangaratta, Wang to Bright, and now Bright to Harrietville bike trails, magnificent. Mm. And isn't that a great thing that they reconfigure these old, um, you know, rail trails that are just sort of they're gathering. Kilmore to Bendigo is a rail trail, the MacIver Rail Trail. Kilmore to Bendigo. I knew that was Heathcote to Bendigo. I didn't realise um, Kilmore was part of it as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and around the Goulburn Valley, there's some uh, incredible ones. Great George, to take the kids out to Can you ride your too. bike on the rail trails? Oh, I don't have to be. Because yours is a racing bike. Yeah, better to, be, better to be paved. But, you know, we're talking about gravel bikes and everything yesterday, mountain yeah. bikes. A lot of these yeah. are gravel uh, trails or a combination of gravel and, and bitumen. But um, they're great to take the kids on because you're well away from the cars and the traffic. Mm. You're out amongst nature. Just watch out for those Joe Blakes. Oh. Um, and it's it's amazing. And they link up so many of those great country towns. So this time of the year, provided you stay out of the heat and go early, stop at a winery, stop at a bakery. Mm. Oh, it's great family fun. Love the love the rail trails. Uh, the Cheviot Tunnel Chaps, that's the one. Beautiful part of the world. Love my time in football serving in that community. That's from Dernia. Cheviot Tunnel. There you go. The test. Now, told off the text that the first four episodes are already up on Amazon Prime, so they'll be waiting for us when we sure. get home, Scoob. Beauty. Usman Kawaja, he's a little bit about him. He's uh, seen to be one of the headline acts. Uh, his honesty, uh, how candid he is during uh, season two of the test. This is his response to how he handled uh, being out of the side and then, of course, this magnificent renaissance that he's uh, undertaken. I always have a saying, the saying in Islam called Alhamdulillah, and it means praise be to God. And we say Alhamdulillah for when something good happens, 
and we say Alhamdulillah for when something bad happens. Always Alhamdulillah. If you can look at my last couple of years, you can see how good has come out of something really, really crap for me. And that cycle will repeat itself again, I'm sure. But it's something that makes me accept everything that happens and um, allows me to be a better person. Everything I do now is a bonus. Thanks um, to Australian cricket team is something I cherish just about as much as anything. And, you know, I'm very fortunate. I talk about it a lot. My family came over here from Pakistan and we live in a beautiful country. Um, beautiful place. So every day I spend here with all your great blokes and my family, I appreciate it. So thank you, guys. Usman Khawaja, what a comeback it has been in his career. Uh, that's some of the um, some of this test season two that's just dropped on uh, Amazon Prof. So many texts coming through on uh, Rail Trail yeah, School. There is a lot. The one that I uh, always come back to that I couldn't remember the name of before is the Murray to Mountains Trail. And Beechworth is one of the most beautiful towns in Victoria. There's mm. relatively steep climb up to Beechworth, but you are rewarded, of course, with mm. um, with some amazing bakeries. Beechworth Bakery. Oh. Heaven sent. The, right to Wang, it's all beast. paved. You yep. could ride your yeah, that bike is. On yeah, I've, that done, one. I've done that one. I've done that one, and I've done the ride up to Beach. So you'll drive. So we would drive to Bright or Wang and just ride the bike out to Bright, then ride it back and jump in the car and drive home. Bright, especially at this time of the year, has become an absolute cycling mecca. The mountain bikers love it. Um, the, the the gravel bikes love it. The road bikes because you've got. You know, you've got Falls Creek around the corner. You've got Mount Hotham around the corner. You've got Borbore around the corner. So um, everything on tap there. And Bright's really tapped into it as well. Beautiful place, Bright. You ever spent much time there? No, I haven't. I haven't. It's Been there, but not. haven't spent a lot of time there. Uh, answer this question for me if you could. What's the hardest thing to do when you ride? Like that ride you did yesterday, and, and you know, the easiest thing for you to say is, oh, the climb's the hardest. But you know, how dangerous is coming down? Like, what's the toughest thing to the King Lake descent is frightening. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. There are a couple of corners there that are really sharp, and then they turn in on themselves almost. So you think you've got them under control. And it's not a wide road. I'll tell you what, the cars fly out there as well. And a lot of motorbikes. So on the way down, mm. I reckon they had five or six motorbikes overtake me on corners, which is fine because I was way over to the left. But we're going 50, 55 around these corners. And here are these motorbikes. <laughs> Man, there's that's a high risk area down there, so you'd take it really easy going down there. That's for sure. Hey, the Australian Open. Uh, just before we get to this break, Nick Kyrgios he spoke yesterday. Obviously, will be a big talking point over the course of what he hopes is the next couple of weeks as he looks to go deep into his home tournament. He spoke on his injury, his preparation, and his expectations for the Australian Open. Um, yeah, my knee's feeling good. Um, you know, my my ankle's feeling good. My body's feeling relatively pretty good. Um, I don't think anyone's feeling you know a hundred percent. Obviously. With a couple of people pulling out already and a couple of people in doubt, you know, it's, it's normal around this time of the year for everyone to, you know, be battling with some injuries, but, you know, that's all good. Well, I am one of the best players in the world, so, you know, I'm definitely going to go into the, you know, Australian Open any tournament with confidence. Um, I feel like I've proven that I can go deep in a Grand Slam and, you know, with the support of the Phoenix and, and my team and, and everyone around, and hopefully, you know, Australia on my back, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good couple of weeks. Australia just loves to get behind a winner. Um, so, you know, hopefully I can just take it step by step. I'm not looking forward, um, you know, in the draw at all. I know that there's so many capable players who are, who are able to deal damage uh, this this tournament. So, you know, I've got 
four more days before the tournament starts, and I'm just going to enjoy that. I'm just going to embrace it. I'm going to, you know, it's it's a bit different this time around for me, you know, being one of the favourites. You know, usually, you know, I'm kind of like a dark horse type thing, but now, obviously, after the year, I've had one of the favourites approaching. So it's kind of new for me as well. Like, this is the first time I've genuinely gone to a slam feeling like I'm one of the guys that can really, you know, take the trophy and, and knock on the door. So I don't know what I'm going to be feeling when I get out there. Um, you know, usually I've got nothing to lose type thing and just putting on a show, but I've got to try and really find that balance the next two weeks. Blimey, I hadn't heard that in its entirety. He's certainly not lacking for confidence, is he? My word. But that's good. I mean, whatever works. I'd only heard an odd snippet oh, of that. I hadn't heard dear. it in full. Wow. He's up and about for And he's got weeks. the South East Melbourne Phoenix membership behind him now yeah, that he's, word, he now has. That he's They're invested. Him. They're all behind him. Australia's behind him. Everyone he loves a winner. them first. Oh, everyone the loves Phoenix. a winner. He just got, got into bed with the Phoenix and bang, they're straight to the top of the list. Boy, oh boy. All right. Wow. Come on, Nicky. Give us something. We'll take our final break. Julian DeStoop is in the house. He has been sighted, so we'll touch base with Jules. Uh, head of the captain's run right after this. This year now. The Kogan Money Credit Card. Packed full of value with rewards and no annual fees. Summer Breakfast. <laughs> Full-time in the Premiership at Craven Cottage, <clears throat> Fulham 2, Chelsea, 10-man Chelsea 1, and the winning goal struck by a former Chelsea player just to salt the wound as well, the Brazilian Willian scoring um, for Fulham. Is there a more ruthless club than Chelsea in world sport? Possibly not. So Graham Potter has only been there for five minutes. The manager would be nervous. Clear the locker, Graham. DCM. Clear the locker. Don't, Dean, don't come Monday. Welcome to you, Jules. Thank you very much. Hey, big show coming up, boys. Our plenty of tennis. Wally Masur, Mark Barrett is going to talk tour down under. Yes. Uh, Alexander Vukic, who qualified yesterday for the Australian Open, will join us. Uh, Josh Gablich to talk some footy. Steve O'Keefe to talk some cricket. Oh, big you know, show. I'm a bit confused about this show. 8.30 to 9, that'd be peak listener audience. We've Here got we go. the man that he played for Australia, played for St Kilda, big name in the world of racing, and we're talking his yeah, bike adventures, are you, we? You know Because he nearly is. had a Wolf Creek moment because he's riding around King Lake when no one's around. You know why this is, though? Because Simon is so incredibly humble that he doesn't like talking about himself. So it's hard to probe Simon on air. He is off air. He's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes it all the more perplexing. <laughs> and I worry about my man. He, he, he shouldn't he be riding around ride in the middle of nowhere. Correct. That's not very safe, is it? Phone wasn't working. Nothing. He, he may not have been here. That's right. Well, there's a few of our text messages that probably be a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not joking either. It's funny because it's true. Uh, uh, Jules, that's have a good weekend, show. boys. We'll be listening. You too. Uh, Jules to stoop coming up. Or JDS, as he likes to be known. No, for that's not true. The captain's <laughs> run. Uh, you're lucky. Zipper's in charge, so you won't get a little clip on the way Thank through. Thank God. See you on Monday at six.